Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling, tingling, tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man show ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? Seems real to me. <laughs> to listen to this show, find us on 4iradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And we had some word snappers words last week. We did. We did. So we were doing, we um, we had a little, uh, we had a little special. We were doing our Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel special last week. You said these words last week. I don't remember when you said them, it but I know that you did. Took me a moment just now to remember where they ended up. But in that special, Red Skull is very difficult for everyone to understand. So I think That's I worked right. it into something uh, like that. That's right. <laughs> I think he was talking to Doctor Doctor D, Doctor Doofen Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz. I'll never. I've, I will never get that right. Eh. <laughs> you never <laughs> have to over. say it again. <laughs> we never have to talk about Phineas and Ferb ever again. <laughs> it's fine. It was. It's a good show. I might. I might watch more of it at some point. Who knows? And those ones were submitted by Gemma Nicole, and the phrase itself was ears full of Limburger cheese, which is gross. <laughs> ew, ew. Have you, I've never had Limburger cheese, actually. I am not confident that I have either, but I, I bet probably, I would like it. I like I stinky like cheeses. I do too. I usually, well, there are, there are stinky cheeses I feel like I've had that I, I, I have been less than into. I don't remember <laughs> what they are, so maybe not. I don't know, but I, yeah. I typically do too most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you would like to send, <laughs> send us some stinky cheese. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, words. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you would like to participate in our Walloping Word Snappers game, you can do so on our Patreon. All you have to do is become a patron of $1 and you can submit any any words or uh, a phrase, five words or less. And basically, we just have to work it into the show, no matter how weird it is, even if it's Referring to ears full of Limburger cheese, so or in another language, or which we have had to do before. We've gotten that too. <laughs> A dead language at that. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, we are back to our coverage of the live-action WB Spider-Man show, one of my personal favorites that most people have not seen because it has not gotten a wide release. That I had not seen and am having a wild ride enjoying for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is something else. <laughs> yes, because this stuff, as you've said before, this stuff is my jam. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I love... I love the horny teens making bad decisions genre, uh, especially of the 2000s. Oh, and yes. Yes, this is in its uh, very 2005 show. Um, there's even some stuff in this particular episode that it's like, yep, that was from 2005. So. It's maybe like the most 2005 show. Like the mm -hmm. amount of like 
probably actually fake leather, but it's just, it's astounding, really. Yes. Fake leather, the baggy. <laughs> the hair gel. The hair gel, the baggy pants. <laughs> yeah, the like, uh, I, I kind of forgot just how tight everyone's tops were in comparison to Dude. how loose their bottoms were. It's It's so like uneven, it bothers me. But I guess if you think of like Avril Lavigne, like that was her whole thing, right? Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of that, especially with Mary Jane. There's a lot of that in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> it does. It does with the vibe that they're going for. Yeah. This episode's interesting because we've talked about some of the behind the scenes troubles that this show had. Um, and this one is sort of like their kind of big push towards the end of the season to sort of tweak things. So, like we talked about before, originally this show was kind of came out around the time the um, of Spider-Man Two, uh, so it was sort of like to generate hype for that and to kind of ride the crest of that. So, like our early episodes, we weren't super into them because they were really kind of boring because they didn't really they they were kind of restrained because they couldn't use like they couldn't use like doc ock they couldn't use the osbournes they didn't want to have like mary jane as a love interest because they were like well even though this is like very different from the movies people might watch the show and be confused because this is like taking place like in that period from the first spider-man movie where like peter was in high school and spider-man but we didn't really see because they had the time skip in that movie so like there was all the weird continuity stuff even though like it's really clear that this is not in continuity with the movies it's like the it's like the same type of weird production restraints we talked about when we talked about the 90s show but like on steroids right like it's right. so much more obvious <laughs> well and it's so stupid because like they just they had just did the MTV show before this, which was also, like, sort of, kind of in continuity with the first Spider-Man, but then, like, still, like, every character was way different. Like, it was clearly a different sort of vibe and world, even though it was, like, kind of vaguely referencing stuff from the first one. So, like, it's weird that they were like, yeah, let's just do that again, but in live action. I think that's why there were so many troubles with it, though, is because, like, the showrunner, Kevin Williamson, again, talked about it many times. He's a great writer. Like, he's in Dawson's Creek. He's done, like, the Scream movies. Like, one of my favorite writers ever. And he did, like, fight for it. And I think this he's one of the reasons why we get some of the changes in th- this episode that we do. He really fought for it to, like, be its own thing. Because it's like, people aren't stupid. They're kind of like how we are with, uh like, D- like the DC shows now. Where it's like, yeah. yeah, you can have a Superman on TV and a Superman in the movies and Superman in cartoons. And people are not going to be confused by it. Like, he was fighting for that back here, like, back then. But they just, like, this is back when studios still weren't getting it. And... They were just worried people would be confused. So it really makes me wonder, like knowing knowing what we can handle now, right? Because like you're saying, like audiences aren't dumb. We get it. If they had been doing some of the stuff that we're getting into finally, but like from the beginning of the show, does that like push the sort of CW superhero thing forward almost like a whole well, not a decade, but well, almost a decade, yeah. Like I wonder, does that end up happening sooner? I I, I don't I... know. Yeah, I guess so, because, I mean, if this show was more successful, I think we would have seen a bigger push for that sooner. Because even, like, Smallville, towards the end of its run, got very comic booky in the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. But it, that still wasn't until, like, 2008, 2009. I think this show, from my memory, I know the third season is a lot more comic booky um than the first two seasons are and i think that if it had been more successful and it wasn't like canceled right at the end of it i think that cw would have been more quick to embrace the comic booky stuff instead of like waiting until smallville was over like we might have seen uh not even just like wb or cw or whatever like any live action marvel property which there Mm -hmm. wasn't like any of at the time um they might have been like at least tried to be like more 
true to its like comic book roots and everything instead of doing like this show did where it was sort of like one one foot in one foot out like it was better than smallville and that it at least had peter parker as spider-man in a spider-man costume Mm -hmm. but you just like never you rarely ever would see him in the spider-man costume yeah so i don't know it's weird i mean the environment has to be right too so i guess like it's it's sort of a it's presumptuous to think that it would just like push everything forward without the right environment but it's like hard not to wonder it is it is i know i really wish that the show was more successful than it was like that people actually like really knew about it. like it's cool that it ran for as long as it did but it's shocking that it ran as, as long as it did considering <laughs> like if you walk down the street and ask people i don't know how many people would have any idea like i like any recollection of the show like, it's I know. really well, wild yeah yeah well then i think it it got bumped around time slots a lot and like the first season was was only like a half season this this was the only season that was like a full 22 episode season the final season is actually like is also only like 10 or 13 episodes i don't remember but like yeah so like you know i all the struggles every struggle you can imagine (laughs) yeah yeah which is kind of like kind of a trend with spider-man shows it seems like that's like multiple ones that we cover where it's like yeah this could have been even better if they didn't have all of these terrible restrictions on them which is so it's freaking <laughs> spider-man I know. like what is there what are you what are you gambling on with spider-man like just let it be let it happen i know i know <sighs> i know it's so frustrating well it, from what it sounds like the third season will give a little bit more in the way of like characters like being allowed to be characters because like even to this point a lot of the sort of like adversaries and stuff have been like sort of strange roundabout versions aside from like a couple like you know there's like some bigger ones that they've attempted to do uh like when we were watching the rhino stuff like i get it it's probably like an easier one to do because you can just take like a big guy and and make a rhino out of that but he got to be a little bit more of an actual comic book villain than most of the ones we've run into so far yeah yeah it's you know i appreciate them at least like sometimes trying to go for the weirder ones and like trying to have like an interesting take on them even if the take is almost always like it's a cool edgy high schooler in leather like every time like at a certain point at a certain point we've seen it like oh it's it's either that or a football player it's like yeah your entire football team <laughs> can't football be made player, of super ball. <laughs> I know exactly. It's like your entire football team can't be made of super villains, and we get another one this time. You didn't even need yeah. to be a football player. Like it's no, <sighs> but you know they're just the ones that are already worked out. You know <laughs> exactly. They have, a, they have a, actually have a reason to be like inhumanly buff teenagers, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like every other person on this show. <laughs> right. Uh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Anyway, the, the the things that we're referring to uh, with that tangent and slash rant, basically, this is the episode that finally introduces Harry Osborn. We still have no sign of Norman Osborn or any like Green Goblin type stuff, but we at least finally see Harry Osborn to come season and a half. And I do like him. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to see more of him because I think that uh, I think the actor is very good in this role. So well, um, and from what we've covered so far, like we haven't gotten <laughs> amazing. Harry Osborns, uh, but we also haven't covered a ton of them, so the list is short. That's true. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. I'm excited for you to see more of him. So he's finally here. Introduce him in this episode. Um, we sort of, and we, they sort of are really ramping up the main plot lines in this episode too. Like we really start to finally get movement on like the Doctor Octavius stuff, and like, oh ooh, yes, I know. Like finally, he's been really fun to watch, and I really liked his character. But like, it is. One of those things which is sort of like, okay, 
He's just been kind of there in the background, like, giving them advice. And that's cool. And we know that he's involved in something seedy, but, like, can we get to something here? Like, can we get some movement? And we, like, at least something happens and we at least see that people are, like, getting suspicious of him. Well, it's, like, frustrating to have something dangled in front of you, especially when you have who you have. Like, <laughs> like you can't make Lawrence Fishburne a background character. It's not fair. I know. I know. I know. Uh, especially when it's, like, inspired casting, too, and you, like, kind of get where it might go, but you just, you're not sure because they're not showing you. <laughs> right. And anytime like, there's something cool happening with him, he's great in it. Like, I love him in the role. Well, of it's course. just, like, they don't. <laughs> Well, yeah, obviously. They just, like, don't. They don't. I'm glad that, like, they, I'm glad that he's, like, shirtless more than you'd ever expect Doc Rock to be. True. I true. guess borrowing from Spider-Man, too. But <laughs> I, I appreciate that. But, like, other than that, it's just sort of, like, I I don't know. if I, I mean, maybe they just, like, really couldn't afford him and he was just too busy doing other stuff. So it's, like, he, he's just, like, you get me for, like, one day every other month or something. I, mean, I don't know. I could see it, too, because, like, he, I mean, he's mostly in, like, one setting, right? So, like, theoretically, and I don't know how filming stuff works, but, like, theoretically, they could just be like, all right, Lawrence, here we go. And, like, film a a bunch of shorter scenes spread out over the course of a a season or something. But I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. But at least stuff is happening, which we'll get into. Um, It's not a lot, but at least, like, it's, 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 it's movement. Yes. And we also, the other notable thing that I've, like, read from this one is that this was very much their, like, okay, we are definitely going to do a Peter Mary Jane romance in this show. Because at this point, it's been, like, strictly platonic. They wanted to, like we said, the, the Raimi movies that were out at the time were, like, so heavy on the Peter Mary Jane romance. They wanted to be, like, well, obviously they hadn't gotten together beforehand, like, when they were in high school. So we can't have them get together in high school in this. But clearly this show is at this point, like so far and away from the continuity of the Raimi movies and like clearly not in that universe that it's like, let's just do a Peter Mary Jane romance. So yeah. it sort of starts proper here. And from my memory, all of the stuff kind of stays in place for the remainder of the series, which, uh, which is good. There it's was like, much rejoicing. Took them long enough. <laughs> so, such a slow start. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, the episode that we are talking about today is Midtown Season 2, Episode 15, and it is called The Breakup. The synopsis for this one per IMDb is as follows. Peter is shocked when Liz breaks up with him, and his emotions become a distraction in his crime fighting. Meanwhile, Harry Osborne arrives in town, and Flash is instantly jealous. Mary Jane discovers a startling secret about Dr. Octavius. <laughs> as usual with IMDb descriptions, hmm, kind of leaving out key information. Uh, <laughs> in yeah, the uh, there's, there's a certain person that we'll get to that was we didn't even just mention. I know. Nowhere, nowhere to be seen in this synopsis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird that there's just like no villain in this episode, apparently. Huh, huh, weird. Strange. <laughs> um, the original air date for this episode was March 29th, 2005. The story by credit is to Jed Seidel. He's written on a ton of like WB slash like WB kind of adjacent shows. Um, so he's written on Felicity, Dawson's Creek, Black Sash, Gilmore Girls, Veronica Mars, and Ghost Whisperer. What is Black Sash? Um, it was just it was a it was a show on WB oh, like 2003 or something. Huh. I only vaguely know of it because it had two actors who were on Smallville on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I and I watched a little bit of it was on not really like I well I've probably talked about this a million times at this point like the fact that I didn't have WB 
when right, yeah, I was yeah. a kid and it was on the, so I had to watch it on NBC in the middle of the night. And that was one of the shows that they would run that I would catch at like two o'clock in the morning, like watch it <laughs> half asleep and be like, it's fine. But it got canceled very quickly to my memory. So, you know, <laughs> nobody, I don't think that anybody remembers that show either. So like, whatever. <laughs> this episode was written by Yolanda Lawrence and Blazes Boylan. I promise that's a real name that's um, the coolest <laughs> name i've ever heard my whole entire life well strap in first of all lawrence she's uh written on line of fire reaper the nine lives of <gasps> chloe king reaper reaper was Did so you ever good watch that i loved reaper reaper Me was so too good. i started oh my God. watching it because i'm obsessed with well i, I was obsessed with tyler Lubin. I'm, I'm i've taken a cold shower but um <laughs> i that show i love that show but, yo, my God, I feel stupid. I, even when I was making the show notes, it didn't even occur to me. Do you know who else was on Reaper? Missy Peregrim, who is Mary oh. Jane in this show. <laughs> I totally, like, didn't even think about that. Well, TBH, I was watching Reaper for largely one reason, uh, and it wasn't Missy Peregrim. <laughs> well, sure. Well, sure. I mean, she was fine. They didn't really give her a lot of material, like, right up until, like, the very end anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Reaper was great. Yeah, oh man, I ah, I'm gonna need to go get that again and just like watch it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's on. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, is it really? I, we have it at our so. library too, so I can always do that. It's good, and it's a short. They, it didn't run for very long, so you can plow through that. It was good. Oh, so sad. I know. I know. I wish it, uh, the finale was so good. Too. Tyler Labine is like the king of like one and two season long shows. Although I think the show he's on right now is just renewed for like three seasons at once. Oh, what show is he on now? He's on some like uh, medical drama, I think. Hmm. Something like that. I think he's a counselor or something along those lines. Interesting. It's serious. Well, you know, good for him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Stay, yep. stay hot, Tyler Bean. Yep. <laughs> yes. In addition to Reaper, um, she also has written on the Nine Lives of Chloe King, which I've never seen, but I think involves a girl who's like Catwoman, sort of. Cool. I don't know. She also has written on Empire and Riverdale. Uh, was her like kind of her most recent thing. Mm. Yes, which I have been watching, and it is one of my favorite shows ever. Immediately, <laughs> oh, it's wow! Great. <laughs> I, we haven't really it, talked since you started watching it, or at least not about it. So that's damn. Look, I mean. It's, I can't, like, recommend it necessarily because it's definitely, like, you have to have the taste for it, I think. <laughs> no, I know but, what you uh, mean. You know, h- horny teens. I don't teens recommend make... <laughs> Survivor to everybody that I talk to either, so. <laughs> Hot horny teens, like, making bad decisions and making out and having relationship problems. It's and also brand. solving And also solving murders. Like, it's my jam. Perfect. Yes, <laughs> I am into it. <laughs> the other credit on this episode blows my mind. Stop. So, I just looked ahead. How is this even possible? I know. I know, I know, I know. So Blazes Boylan, which I don't, it could, I don't know if that's a pen name. Like it's on IMDb. Like look it up. it's not a pen name. I know. I need that to be like a good old given Christian name. I know. It's wild. It's, it's such an enigma. Well, I wonder if it's because he has so few credits Uh because he, his only credits are for this show. He's written a few episodes of the show. Um, this is his first one, but he's written more like in the third season. His only other writing credit is an episode of RoboCop the series. It's impossible. Not, not the animated series, the live action, the short-lived live action series from the 90s. This is like I I I'm like speechless at how frequently RoboCop comes up. I don't it's understand. Baffling. <laughs> how it doesn't I know uh, I don't understand. I don't it understand. Makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no sense. It I makes still no haven't sense. watched it. <laughs> 
We have to. I mean, we, yeah. I know. I, I still have haven't to. watched it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. <sighs> I can't it's on say... HBO now, right? I think I got like one day left. Evil. Yes. You know what you're watching tonight after this? I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to be in a better, like, not tired headspace for that movie, actually, to appreciate it, I think. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Blazes Boylan exists um, and another RoboCop connection. Cool. The directed by credit, I'm really surprised this guy has not directed on an earlier episode of the show, to be honest, considering that Smallville was running concurrent to this at the time. Yeah. James Marshall, he is directed, again, on like a ton of like either WB or like those teen type shows um, and other things related to it. So he's directed on Charmed, Birds of Prey, Stunned. Dead Like Me, The O.C., um, Smallville, like I said. And like he directed a ton of episodes of Smallville and often like a lot of the best ones. So he's a good director. Oh, yeah. He's also directed on most recently Supergirl and Into the Badlands. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, we get two major characters introduced uh, in this episode. One who earned his place into the IMDb synopsis and the other who didn't. <laughs> but both of these are guys that I imagine people know. Uh, obviously, Harry Osborne is the one that we mentioned, who's portrayed by Joshua Jackson, which is like kind of a wild thing to think about. It's a it's a good it's a big get. I can. Well, it makes yeah. sense because they were trying to boost ratings and he was fresh off of his last show that he became known for. So yes. totally makes sense. Well, it's funny, though, too, because he's like sort of, I mean, outside of this credit, like kind of a king of television shows. You know what I mean? Like he's, has he, has he sort of like David Boreanaz, right? Like those two have just been on TV shows for like forever, right? Yeah. I mean, if they're, well, they're always around, even when, like when their shows end, they are still, like, they're always doing movies. Like there's never like a year, I feel like when they're not on something. But it's funny because they're not like, like people know Joshua Jackson because of Dawson's Creek or Fringe and then other movies like, uh, or other things like movies, uh, Mighty Ducks, uh, Curse, The Affair, stuff like that. But like, if you, if you, and, and David Boreanaz for a bunch of stuff, but if you said like, name the most successful actors you can think of, no one's saying like David Boreanaz and Joshua Jackson, but like, <laughs> they are. <laughs> they're just constantly doing things and yeah. they're on big television shows, like big long running television shows. Yeah, that always like run. That's so true. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. And it's always, well, and it's always cool because it's hard sometimes, I think, for actors to become well known for like teen soap operas Mm -hmm. to like become known. I mean, not that, I mean, Dawson's Creek was a big show and a lot of people came from that show. Like, that's almost the exception that proves the rule because a lot of famous people came from it. But like, it's still crazy that like your your breakout role can just be like a teen heartthrob and that you can still like get roles as a serious actor later on, which is really cool. But it helps. I think he's actually like a legitimately good actor. And I think he's a really good Harry Osborn too. Yeah. I'm excited to see how he fleshes out a bit more over the course of this. Cause like, I'm excited by what we get in this just one episode. So yeah. I think, uh, I, I get it. I definitely get it. I, yeah. I can see where they're coming from. And then the other character introduced in this is one Francis Klum, who is portrayed by John Magaro, who at the time I certainly would not, have known and i don't know that anybody would have really made much of a note of him this was his first television credit but recently people would know him for playing leonard peabody on the umbrella academy that is ellen page's sort of like boo in that show and then vince muccio on orange is the new black who oh, is lorna's lorna's uh, boo on that yeah. show <laughs> Oh, wow. I didn't even recognize him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's yes. like 15 years younger, probably right. why, but like even still. <laughs> yes. I 
I'm so fascinated at the fact that Francis Klum is even in this show, on television, anywhere around this, because I feel like this character... I didn't even know. Well, one, I didn't even know who this character was, so I was like kind of taken aback by who they were alluding he was, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, digging a little, you like, I'm pretty sure this character in the comics has existed for, like, a few years. So, kind of a wild pull for the show. But, uh, yeah, I guess if you're going to, like, try to do anything alluding to Mysterio, like, I don't know. You could just go so. for it. But I, they must have wanted to do something that was, like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe he's a little edgier than you would get with, like, what would you do? Like, a theater tech kid if you were doing Quentin Beck? Actually, that's actually a really good idea. I wish they did that. I don't remember yeah. if he if he shows up later, like, in the next season or not, but that's actually a really good idea. That's better than having another football player who just happens that's to true. have, like, one extra quirk to him. Like, you know? That's true. I wonder, yeah, I wonder, maybe they were trying to make Francis Klum happen. I don't know. Maybe it was, like... Some sort of uh, somebody said like, "Hey, you got to do this one," you know? Yeah, maybe. Oh, know. maybe. It like works maybe that was fine. a yeah, like a thing from Marvel. Like asked them to include him. Maybe. Yeah, I think there was weird Mysterio stuff happening in the comics. I think uh, maybe they wanted to build towards that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Francis comes back. So they, you know, maybe they scrapped it all together. We'll, we'll it see. Could have because this we've run into this before. It seemed. I mean, this was the same issue with like Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Maybe Mysterio was something where. Like, maybe him and maybe a couple of other ones that we haven't seen yet. Where, oh, like, They duh. were thinking, like, they might be villains in the movie in the future, so let's keep them off the table until we know for sure or something okay. like that. That makes perfect sense, then. Okay. Yeah. All right. That explains that. it. It's a way to kind of use a a villain name without necessarily using the exact same story that somebody kind of called dibs on. Right. Because that's why, I mean, that's definitely why we haven't seen Sandman. And I don't think we ever actually do because they that's always been, like, in the air that Raimi wanted to do him. Uh... I would have loved to see their take on that. Like, how does that work? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, right. They can pull it off. They, yeah, because, well, Swaville had a dude who turned into sand, actually. I think the season that was running concurrent to this one, now that I think about it, because that was, like, uh. season four. So they had, like, dude who turned into sand. They just, like, wouldn't. Yeah. Sh- it would just be a lot of off-screen stuff, and most of it would be, like, he can turn into sand to, like, get into places, like, to get under doors and stuff. Um, yeah. Or like make people suffocate or something like that. So I could see that they could do something like that. So maybe I don't know. I don't. I have such a vague memory of the last season because I didn't. I only saw it like once in the middle of the night, and <laughs> and uh, it, I haven't seen it since because it's so hard to find the show. So right. I, I, we might be in it. and I just don't remember to be honest. Hmm. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what the show does when it gets to go absolutely buck wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm waiting for. As much as it can within its. Uh, budget of course, of <laughs> which course. i'm pretty sure is cut for the last season but we'll see uh, i was gonna ask you if, if there's like a dr- like a drastic increase in cgi but it sounds like probably not <laughs> I, don't, I doubt it or I really think, really bad cgi maybe i think there's a drastic decrease in exterior shots and it increased on the same sets just redressed over and over again can't wait yep <laughs> can't wait yep <sighs> cool cool so Back to Midtown once more. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Yes. All right. So we start with a pretty lengthy recap, which I guess actually does make sense because there's a lot of a lot of the ongoing threads are kind of touched on this episode. I'm thankful for the recaps. On I am the show. too, because some of the stuff. So 
it open it starts off with like the the thing that started in the very first episode of the season just mentioning that like there is this ongoing murder mystery that has not been solved yet where their random classmate named Gwen Stacy um of course of course was was murdered mysteriously well we haven't gotten to the period of time yet where like we don't have to kill Gwen Stacy so right but was... they could have at least <laughs> I'm sorry I've had the rant like 50 times at this point like they could have at least had a letter be a character for a second before just being like oh by the way there's a girl named Gwen Stacy who died like wow nope. you just skipped right to the death cool thanks nope gotta be dead gotta be yeah. dead I've been yeah. telling you gotta be dead <laughs> yeah yeah i guess at least at least it isn't specifically just for like peter parker's man pain it's like for yeah. the angst and drama of everybody like the entire school i guess you know that's something that's true that's true i mean i think there's some value to that you can tell that they were they at least were trying to do something that wasn't just that you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah so i appreciate that at least because it's it you know, we've seen a bajillion times like Gwen Stacy dies to make Peter sad. Well, that's not what they're doing. So I, yeah. I appreciate that. It's more. Yeah. And it's more just a reference than anything because it literally could have just been anybody. She's just like a nothing character. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we they were heavy on the murder mystery stuff of the first few episodes. And they kind of dropped that thread for a while, but seemed to be picking it back up in this episode. So they nice. mentioned the recap just to be like that. She's still dead and we still don't know who killed her. <laughs> Gwen is still dead, everyone. <laughs> Um, we also mentioned quickly that uh, Flash broke his leg playing football and is really angsty about it. Of <laughs> Funny how that seems to not really come up in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get there. Peter lost some important science grant because of his spider Manning, and now he is also angsty. I completely <laughs> forgot. I'm. This is why I'm saying I'm glad for these recaps. I don't know if we're going to see him again. But I completely forgot about uh, Peter's like classmate, Edwin. Mm. So I was thinking about this and I was like, there's something about Edwin that's like kind of uh, like poking at my brain. And I don't know if this is a character that they're going to do more with or something that they just wanted to like seed for potential. But Vermin's name was Edwin. Oh, huh. So is and, Interesting, and he, uh... I'm pretty sure he was a science guy before he became like sewer guy who eats people. So, like, yeah. do you get, I, I don't know, something I, to think about, something to think about. <laughs> well, neither confirm. Seems a little dark. I will uh, neither confirm nor deny if. Uh, if well, that's where my head's at. Uh, <laughs> I didn't catch it the first time. And maybe I didn't catch anything at all. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But uh, Sure. Hmm. Sure. I'm watching you, Edwin. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, we also mention in the recap, they just kind of show scenes of Dr. Octavius's relationship with the students that he's uh, gives them advice. We haven't seen him in a few episodes either. He's He's been out. So I guess Lawrence Fishburne is filming another movie or something, but I he's guess. back in this episode. What's um, he doing, The Matrix? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we get we get clips of the showing that he does give his students advice, but there's also kind of these hints that he's like doing something under the table. He's paying money to some seedy guys and like there's some um, like creepy scientists that have like referenced like we know what you're up to. It's all been like vague hints. So it's, uh, it's there in the recap. Um, but then the main thing that takes up the majority of the recap is the whole thing that basically just happened in the last episode. Um, we saw earlier in the season that Liz and Peter did become an official couple. 
he finally gets a girlfriend in Liz Allen, but she started to get jealous of his friendship with Mary Jane because they're spending a lot of time together um, investigating Gwen's murder and stuff like that. And in the last episode, she actually thought that Peter was cheating on her because of all the times that he'd uh, kind of run away. Of course, we know it was to be Spider-Man, but he can't tell her the truth because, you know, secret identity stuff. So she's like, fine, then we're going to take a break. Um, And they are both angsty about it. Yes, yes. I mean, everybody's angsty. That's that goes without saying. <laughs> yep. But it's nice to be reminded of why everyone's angsty, even <laughs> yeah. if those reasons don't seem to still apply. Flash. Uh, <laughs> At why least the angst it, continues. Why did they even put it in the recap if they weren't going to mention it? It's like putting salt on the wound. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But he's angsty, and I'm into it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the episode itself, um, I mean, it, it makes sense that the recap spent so much time on that sort of break thing because the episode starts with a conversation about the break. You know, we've seen how much time Peter and MJ are spending with each other and becoming really, really good friends. And whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, this episode starts with Peter sort of like talking to MJ about Liz, which. I don't know, Peter, like, (laughs) if you know that this is part of the contentious uh, piece of your relationship, I don't know if that's the first person you should confide in. But hey, who am I to judge? (laughs) Your friends are your friends. I I guess. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) But I will say I appreciate the fact that they've sort of kind of been seeding this little character growth for him where he is actually pretty like more open to MJ than he is with really anybody else. Mm -hmm. Because I think the show has been pretty clear that it's like, this is a Peter Parker who is just very sad and doesn't really have a lot of like close friends and he's always keeping secrets and stuff like they're very heavy on that. So it's he's kind of been in need of having like a friend and confidant, even if it's not someone who's like in on a secret identity or anything, just someone to be able to like talk about his feelings with other than like Aunt May. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Th- no, that's a good point, too, because like at the point when you know that they're going to finally be allowed to introduce MJ, like the big question becomes like, OK, so how do Peter and MJ get to that point? Mm-hmm. And having her be sort of this like confidant where he doesn't really have anybody else or at least not in the same way. It's it's kind of like a good way to fast track some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It is still kind of funny that it's just like you know, you know that Liz is gonna like walk <laughs> right? in on you too. Like you know that it's gonna happen. Stop doing this. <laughs> Such a bonehead move, but like what else do you expect? <laughs> yeah, right, right. But yeah, they talked about that, and MJ is just uh, yeah, MJ is trying to comfort him and everything, and they do their little like googly eye thing at each other that we've seen a couple of times. We know that that's leading up to something. Yes. Well. The eye contact is so extensive. It's so <laughs> thick. <laughs> but we're just talking about feelings. No big deal. Yes. Yes. Talking <laughs> about feelings. <sighs> well, then after that, we kind of um, we cut to our guest star of the episode. That isn't the villain that was mentioned in the IMDb, but like the real guest star, I guess, slash recurring character. We see... The new kid who's kind of strolling down the hallway and as happens in school on TV, but never in real life, everybody notices the new kid and is kind of fawning over him. Head uh, turn, head turn, <laughs> head, head turn. turn. Who's that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's standing at their locker. It's just like, should you guys be getting to class instead of like ogling like the hot new guy? But okay. Like, I don't know. <laughs> if somebody's walking in slow-mo down my hallway, I'm paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yes. one strap in his backpack and he knows exactly how hot shit he is. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. 
he even gives like the little like nods to 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 people to like the the, the girls and stuff so it's just like yeah you know he's cool and everything it's so corny you don't know them i know i know <laughs> but i can't wait to get to know you <laughs> I kind of love that about this this Harry, and I think Joshua Jackson is really – it's Harry, by the way. Um, well, yeah, they, if you couldn't figure it out. They named him shortly. Considering all the Harrys we've talked about thus far, I don't know why anyone would figure that out. It's true. <laughs> this is like a way cooler Harry. This is like the anti <laughs> – this is like the anti-wiener Harry. Yeah. No, but I like him. That's It's weird. I feel like I still end up liking him. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what I like about this version of Harry. And I think that's, that's what Joshua Jackson plays really well. Yeah. Is that I think that like it's a Harry. It's a, He's like a smarmy like asshole a, a lot a lot of the time. But like he's very self-aware of it. Like it's very clear that like he's not actually like up on a pedestal or anything. It's yeah. just like I know that by doing this people will think I'm cool. So I'm going to use that. And if they're dumb enough to not see through it, that's their problem for not seeing through it. And I think that, like, he plays that really, really well, and he's, like, still weirdly charming, even though you kind of, like, hate him a little bit. I think a lot of that is simply just, like, inherently Joshua Jackson, though, right? Because, like, That's he's true. still, like, relatively uh, young-looking at the time. Like, he's sort of got, like, a big eyes, baby face thing going on all the time, but, like, That's you can true. kind of dress him up like a bad boy, so you kind of get both things going on. So you're like, oh, that's a bad boy, but there's probably more there you know yeah and something true. about joshua jackson like he's able to pull it off really well i mean that's like sort of i don't know that that's how i would describe him on dawson's creek but some of that was still sort of there that sort of like aloof doesn't care as much as the next guy type of thing so it, it yeah it, it works it translates well there's a reason that like i said earlier i, I get what they're doing yeah yeah no that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense i like him i like him in this yeah, we get his proper introduction because um, Liz is there and she's his like um, like the 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 mentor, like school mentor, like I, I, a school ambassador. Yeah, ambassador. Like, that's like, what it uh, is. I I did that. Did you ever do that? I never did that. No, it was weird. I, mostly for me, it was like giving. It was, it was like you'd have like eighth graders shadow you at the school. I never had to do this with like a new student, like a transfer student or anything. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense that that's kind of what they would do here. Right. Uh, it's so it's so weird, but I mean, it makes it makes so much sense that Liz is the one doing this. <laughs> I know that's like like wow, what one don't brand. you do? <laughs> right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> How much time do you actually have time to like do your homework? Or I don't know, you know, go to no. classes. I... No, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah. So she's like the the student ambassador. She's she introduces herself. That's when we get like it's Harry Osborne, and he's like, oh, you know, like uh, he says some some stupid like some like sarcastic remark about not caring about school or whatever. I wish I'd written it down. I don't remember. I mean, I I chuckled. (laughs) It's fine. It's, you know, it's the typical writing of this show. Like, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) The dialogue is fine. We're like, we're prone to be charmed by it. I'm sure sure plenty of people watching this would be like, what the fuck are you watching? (laughs) Yeah. But I liked it. He's 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 disaffected back bad boy and it's clear. Yes. Um, and she's immediately kind of smitten by it because who wouldn't be? But yeah, yeah, so she's like, oh, she shows she's kind of showing around school. They're doing the whole like almost they're doing like it's basically the Mean Girls thing where it's just like you got the jocks and you've got the nerds and you've got the theater geeks and the art geeks and Harry's like Harry's like and then you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Dork. <laughs> Uh, but she loves it she loves it into it she is extended eye contact it's all over the place (laughs) yes 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 
this is also an opportunity when she's kind of like going through the different uh like social groups or whatever Mm -hmm. we get to see oh i don't know this football player we've never seen before Mm. they don't introduce him but like who's that guy what's that deck of cards what's he up to oh i guess we'll find out later (laughs) yeah yeah we'll find out (laughs) yeah clever clever yes yes yeah, but Liz is like, you know, she's showing him around and um, Harry immediately is just like, it's just like, so where do you fit in? Um, you know, she's just like, oh, you know, I do. I do a little bit of everything like I just that I'm a cheerleader. I'm on the school newspaper, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, where do you fit in? Like boyfriend wise? Um, it's like a little uh. forward, buddy. You literally <laughs> said like four words to her. Cool. It's all right. She was already into it. Yeah. But, you know, she does a little eye flutter thing. Um, and then it's just like, um, it's complicated. And he's like, oh, <laughs> so basically that means so basically that means that you're single, right? <laughs> did, did um ooh, did Facebook have it's complicated by this point? Uh, I don't think Facebook didn't really become a thing publicly until like right at this year or like yeah. something right well so i think probably... at this point you still would have needed like a college email address yeah well, so I, mean, I would bet that it's complicated didn't exist yet yeah or if it if it was it was not like as colloquial as it is yeah now. oh that's Whoa. funny like she was literally just saying it saying Dang. like literally saying it is because it is complicated yeah but yeah. it's funny that <laughs> yeah it's funny now wow liz <laughs> invented facebook who knew yeah I guess so. I could see that actually being on her resume, given everything else that she does. Oh, no. Liz eventually ends up working for Facebook and becomes a real world villain. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he he immediately catches on and he's like, that's my prey. Mm. (laughs) Yikes. Um, Still somehow doesn't end up being that gross about it. I don't know how this is possible. It just has to be Joshua Jackson. Well, just and that thing that he's saying is like wrong, though, is the thing. Yeah. Because she's, you know, she's giving him signals and she clearly is into him. And she technically isn't dating Peter right now because they are technically on a break. So, like, he's not and he's not like he's, not like he's being about anything. Right. He's being like coy and cute, you know? Yeah. He's being like he's being. Yeah. He's trying to be really, really cool about it or whatever, you know? It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's the disaffected bad boy thing. Like I get it. He's not being a he's not being a creeper. He's just being kind of a little forward, but that's not a crime, you know. So Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so she's like she says that and then she kind of walks away and then they kind of like hold on him for a little bit and he does a little like side smile thing. And that's when we <laughs> and that's when we cut to the opening credits. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> Smash cut. I can't get this song stuck out of my head, by the way. Uh-huh, me either. Every time. I've probably listened to it like 80 times on my Spotify like just today. Yep, yep. We've <laughs> done enough of these at this point. To uh-huh, have it stuck in uh-huh. Which I guess happens with like most of the shows that we uh we end up watching, but this one Damn. Well, it's harder when it's like an actual song that exists. <laughs> that's and true. Played on that's the radio true. too. I guess that's the power of like these uh, these WB uh, and I guess now CW sort of like uh, like theme songs, right? Well, Everybody knows like the Dawson's Creek one. Although they don't have them you... anymore. Yeah. Well, that's true. Good point. Good point. You know what I learned recently? What? If you watch Dawson's Creek on like a streaming service, because mm-hmm. I think it's on something, mm-hmm. like that's not the song anymore. Yep. Same with because it's not licensed. Yeah. They, they couldn't afford it. Charm doesn't have its theme song anymore. Whoa, that is so depressing. The uh-huh. Charmed specifically, probably because I actually watched that and not Dawson's Creek. But I will say the Charmed, the 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 generic music they replace it with is like so close to the music of the Charmed theme song okay. that like 
they did the best that they could, but it still really sucks. Um, <laughs> I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really, it's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good yeah. one, though. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's why they couldn't get this on a streaming service, is they couldn't afford the music that's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could totally play the music in the background while we're talking if you want to cut oh, that in. <laughs> will do. Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we get our opening credits and then we're, we're back in school. We're still, it's kind of interesting. The whole, the kind of the, most of the first half of this episode is sort of almost kind of like from Harry's perspective a little bit in that it's basically like him as the cipher, like meeting all of the, all of our main characters and like his interactions with them. Because mm-hmm. the, the we immediately cut to him meeting Flash now, and and they kind of immediately don't they don't hit it off very well. <laughs> yeah, I would say like typically the coolest football player isn't like gonna get along with like the new hotness, like <laughs> or at <laughs> yeah. least the person who thinks they're the new hotness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is not really too much of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's sort of it's interesting because I this Flash has has been so weird because like I I've liked what they've done with him better than like some versions of him where like he's a main character so they've f- fleshed him out a lot more than a lot of other versions have but he's still like. He wavers so much from like being like, oh, he's he's can be kind of a jerk, but he's like likable to like, no, he's just he's just like an egotistical asshole. And I feel like he's very an egotistical asshole mode in this episode in a way that's yes. kind of a real bummer. And I feel like they only are doing it to just let him be a contrast to make you like Harry a little more like compared to him, you know? Yeah, well, because he's not he's normally not just like an aggressive dick to people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he might be a jerk or he might be. I don't know, hyped up or whatever, but he's like really unpleasant to Harry. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like, I would have gotten it if he and Liz were like still dating and Harry like was like hitting on Liz or something. Right. Cause they could easily mm-hmm. do the jealous boyfriend thing with him, sure. but he has like no reason to like be so mean to Harry no. like, right off the it's, bat. It's literally just like identifying the new hotness. That's like right. literally all it is, is like basically who does this guy think he is? Which is weird. Cause flash isn't like threatened by everybody he sees. But I guess in this case, like you said, it's a good point like the contrast thing to make sure that we have like a reason to sort of get behind harry uh Mm -hmm. since he's like new (laughs) yeah and we do see him do some like questionable things later so like i yeah i think that they're really trying to make sure that like harry is not a villain in this especially if you know the comics you know that he can become a villain in some versions so like yeah they want to be like no we're not there yet you are supposed to be charmed by this guy um it's just i wish they just wouldn't sell out flash for on his behalf (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i don't expect this to be like i don't expect the trajectory to be like now we hate flash so i'm like oh i'm like you know i I, it'll end up being fine it's sort of like a tool more than it is like a a grand shift in the story i'm assuming yeah Um, sure sure uh, for right now flash like just cool your jets yes yes but yeah so they meet um they're uh it's at lunch and they're in the cafeteria and um Harry makes some, he does, he does, I guess he does provoke him a little bit because he makes like a little bit of a crack about like brain dead jocks or whatever, but it's very much in like the kind of, um, it's, it's playful. It's like clearly playful. Like he's not trying to be a dick, but, uh, but Flash takes it like very seriously, I guess, and just starts like being mean to him. But 
no food spills though which is weird i feel like i was fully expecting something like that you know yeah. like when, when there's like some sort of tension in a cafeteria not like not like a food fight or anything but i don't know were, were you expecting flash to like spill his tray on harry or something yeah or, or like trip him while he's walking yeah, or something like that yeah. i mean i'm glad because it's it's like kind of an obvious choice but it almost leaves something to be desired because there's like this tension i guess it like it culminates later which makes sense it's still like pretty early but yeah but still, I was like waiting, especially because like there's a drink right there. I know, like, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Harry's sitting down, Flash is like right there. It's, I don't know. I was expecting it. Yeah, it would have it been an easy way to get some tension between them. Instead, instead of tension, we get, we just get to meet Francis and his weird card tricks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, Francis is who we were talking about with like the deck of cards earlier. It's so funny that they just like insert this like... <laughs> Basically, like, magi- like wannabe magician. I guess magician. He's not really a wannabe magician. I don't know. I, I don't know what so. you characterize a high school kid who's into magic. And not a nerd. He's supposed to be one of the no. cool kids. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he is wholeheartedly, like, with the football players. The football players like him. It's funny, too, because you end up having Harry, who's, like, a bad boy, cool guy. And you're like, okay, this seems like someone they would vibe with more. But no. No, 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 no. They're into the magician. <laughs> and I guess he's probably, I mean, we don't get a whole lot of him like on the football team or whatever. He's kind of got, he's probably like the kicker. You know what I mean? Like he's probably like field goal guy. I'm sure he's not like taking a whole lot of hits because he's like a smaller guy, but they love it. They love card tricks, close up magic. They're so fucking into it. This is 2005, I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, because so. I'm trying to think, because magic was kind of weirdly sort of in, was it in vogue or was it like, because I feel like Now You See Me, the, that movie came out mm-hmm. not long after this, right? Was Chris, wasn't Chris Angel like a thing during this time period or was well, that it's weird? Because like magic magic was in, like this is prime like Harry Potter movies, but mm. I don't know. Like was like real world magic still cool? I don't know. It's I really mean, Now weird. You See Me is a good example. So I, I guess so. Because they're definitely trying to go for that kind of vibe where he's just sort of like, oh, cool, sleight of hand. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, well, and he's like doing like close up magic for like the girls. Like, and yeah. the, you know, like that type of like smooth type of thing. Like walk up on the street and like. I guess like flirt while you're doing card tricks. I don't know. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> sure, that's a way to pick people up doing totally. card tricks. I don't <laughs> know. It I've seems to work people. really well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but we are definitely supposed to understand that this is cool. So, sure. I guess we just got to roll with it. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, we do get a nice little scene, I will say, of like Liz ends up going and, and like sitting with them while this is going on. And, you know, Harry is like making googly eyes at her. But really, she's there to talk to Flash, who they've been sort of up and down this season because of the whole love triangle between like him and Flash and Peter. Of course. Or her and Flash and Peter. So it's nice that she actually is like kind of like, hey, can I just like hang out with you like as a friend again like we used to? And she sort of uh, does confide in him about like like he like he kind of prompts out of her being like, oh, what's up with you, girl? And she's like, oh, me and Peter had a fight and I think this might like be the end of it. Um, And they have a nice little talk about it. And Flash kind of like boosts her up a little bit and talks about like what he saw in her and. It's, like, very clear that he's still in love with her, but we don't really get a good impression of, like, how she feels about Flash at this point, which is interesting. 
Yeah. Considering how, how like, she was the one pursuing him in the first season. So it's mm-hmm. a nice little reversal here that I appreciate. I'm sure it will clarify itself soon. I feel like at least part of what this is is at least a little bit of an attempt to make sure that Flash isn't like the worst person ever throughout this whole mm. episode. That's true. That's you know true. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like a natural thing, but it definitely serves him well to to have this up against sort of like him being aggressive towards Harry because you can at least still see that like he's not a total dick. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's worth noting that Harry is is there while this is all going on, so he hears this. So whether that comes into play in future episodes, I don't know, but he's definitely getting the lowdown on like who Peter Parker is to these two characters. With like no effort. With like no effort. Harry learns like... literally everything about this high school in like one day. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so incredible. Good. It's so good by just like showing up. I love it. <laughs> one of my favorite little interactions with Harry, and it's like not even anything because I, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's like one of those like little character things. I love when they're just like talking in the cafeteria line or whatever and he just like winks at like the, the cafeteria lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. It's, it's so like, cute. What are you doing? But it's just like, I don't know. He's just like charming his way into this like little society you know yeah get everybody on your side i suppose (laughs) yeah yeah well and you know it makes sense in context when you you know when you learn a little bit more about him later on um and obviously we we don't see anything with his relationship with norman or something but Mm -hmm. you know even not knowing that you can tell that there's like a darkness to him or whatever yeah so like clearly this is his way, his his only way to like navigate through social life while being what we can only assume is probably pretty damaged. Yeah. Like this is how he's able to do it is just by like being super charming to literally everyone. So yeah. he will never have to be alone, at least as lonely as he probably is. Like everybody on this show is super lonely. Oh, of so. course. Of course. There's <laughs> angst there. Harry, we know. Everybody's oh, yeah. got it. Yes. We just don't know yours yet. How he deals with his angst. Yes. I can suspect, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'm sure I'm going to get it soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we do get a nice little scene. It's been the first time, like we said, been the first time in a while that we've seen Dr. Octavius. And it is Peter. It's like the end of class. And just, you know what? Okay. So this is a little tirade I want to go on for a second. So (laughs) I love that in TV shows, especially, it's so consistent where like teachers never plan their lesson plans accordingly because the bell always rings in the middle of their lesson <laughs> every time, and it happens here. Uh huh. <laughs> and it's just like Lawrence it's always... would never. How right. dare the writers do this to him? <laughs> well, and it seems like it's like the beginning of his lesson too, because he's just like. Like, and now we're going to move on to talking about, like, I don't remember what he says. It's something with science like, words. Like, right. It's some kind of like par- partic- molecular particle photon. This is not a thing high school students learn, right? Right. It's like, right? yeah, it's like quantum physics or some shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. But and it doesn't matter because it seems like it's the beginning of his lessons, lesson and the bell rings. And he's like, it's like so cliche because he does the thing where it's like the kids immediately start packing up and rushing out. Mm-hmm. And he's like yelling over them like, don't forget to read chapter 30 tonight. Yeah, <laughs> chapter like, 30, which I just asked you to open up to 30 seconds before the bell rings. <laughs> right. Like, are your classes six seconds long? Like, come on, <laughs> plan your shit better. <laughs> you know what though we haven't seen him in a while he still looks good still looking he good does there look good he does look good if he takes his shirt off another point in this episode i would not be mad yeah yeah, <laughs> i yeah. guess not the appropriate place when you're in the classroom with students but you know mm. yeah well yeah yes yes <laughs> i don't want to eh that just <laughs> strong yes 
It's a high school drama. We don't need that from you, Otto. I mean, granted, every student is played by like a 25 to 30 year old. So like, true, it would be fine. But in the world, it wouldn't be good. Yeah, that would be. Oh, boy. I mean, we haven't really gotten any indication that like Otto would like fill that sort of spot on a high school drama like TV show. But there's always that teacher, right? Yeah. Gosh, it would be so weird. (laughs) That would be so weird. I I don't know how they'd even spin that, but that would be so weird. I mean, we sure don't know Uh, how Gwen Stacy died or why she died. That's true. (laughs) Oh, God. In the comics, they did their thing with her and Norman Osborn, too. Oh, Mm -hmm. Jesus. Anyway, they're introducing a lot of variables <laughs> that I don't want to think about. Yikes, yikes, yikes. yikes For now, yikes. <laughs> well, I guess up to this point, I've just been able to enjoy maybe potentially shady Otto Octopus, uh, Otto Octopus, <laughs> Otto Octavius played by Lawrence Fishburne in very nice classes. I will yes. take it yes. for all it's worth until it all goes to shit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, um, yeah, so the class is over. Peter stays behind. Or rather, Otto asks Peter to stay behind. Um, and he's like, you know, oh, Peter, I heard about the um, the science scholarship that you lost. Um, or science grant or whatever it was. The, the, the science thing that he had. The thing. That was important to him that he lost because of his Spider-Manning. Um, he's like, I heard about it. You know, um, I'm sure that you're just disappointed in yourself. I wish I'd written down the lines that he said because he actually is, is actually well written. But it's sort of like, I know you're too. It's like you're you're disappointed in yourself enough that I don't want to say that I'm disappointed in you, but Peter's like finishes a sentence. It's like, but you're disappointed in me. But he, he, he sort of is like, it's, it's a weird scene because they've sort of laid these little hints throughout the season that like, what if he knows that he's Spider-Man? Um, but it's never been like super concrete. So like you could read it in this scene that he's trying to be like, so why did you like, you know, abandon the conference you were supposed to go to? And why didn't you mm-hmm. meet the deadlines? And it's like, what's going on with you, Peter? Like, are you know, are you spreading yourself too thin? Like, I know that you're not involved in any other clubs other than other than science clubs. So what are you? Yeah. What are you doing? A firm questioning with a different kind of extended eye contact. <laughs> You know, an authoritative eye contact. Thankfully, it's that kind of eye contact. Yes, yes. <laughs> Save that for me, Otto. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's a nice, it's 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 interesting. I I do like this like father figurey Otto that they have in this show. Yeah, these are always good scenes. I, I'm I you know I'm I'm nervous for when they stop. <laughs> you know, if they stop. I mean, I don't know. I I guess. It's possible that there could be sort of like a dual situation going on. And, and yeah. obviously we're sort of ramping up for whatever's next. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They could balance it. Yeah. I'm, I'm eager to see what they decide to do. Yeah, it's certainly it's not as good as um, as the PS4 Spider-Man oh, game. Oh, well, what could be, you <laughs> know? It's, it's definitely on the same grounds because you always – you do still kind of have that sense of dread with this where it's just sort of like, when are you going to break Peter's heart, Otto? Like it's going to ha- – yeah. it's probably going to happen, isn't it? I'm surprised at like how tuned in to that sort of dread they were working on this show because mm-hmm. I typically sort of attribute that really masterful handling of that dread to mm-hmm. more like contemporary – or contemporary to 2020 type stuff. Sure. So it like almost feels ahead of its time, which is probably not giving nearly enough credit to many creators, but Yeah. Well, I think because there but I think like the the game and a lot of other stuff I think is sort of like playing with the meta of it. I yeah. think with this they were smart about it because it wasn't so much playing with the meta of it as it was just establishing a really nice relationship that yeah. like Peter didn't really have like Peter didn't have any real 
a solid father figure that lasted for more than an episode in the show up to this point. So by kind of giving him that, it's a really nice new dynamic that they did this season. Mm-hmm. And like, so the more that we've seen little hints of Otto being involved in something, into something darker, like that's, that's where the dread is coming from more than the audience knowing that he's a super villain in the, in the comics and in the movie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause somebody who's just watching the show without really any knowledge would still sort of get that really deep warmth, which I think a lot of can be attributed to just simply the way that Lawrence Fishburne portrays Otto. Yeah. That like trust is, is built so easily, not just between like Otto and Peter, but like with Otto and the audience. Uh, so they're, yeah, they, they use their resources really, really well. Yes. Yes. Ugh, it's going to be so heartbreaking. I know. I know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not ready. It's a nice little scene. And I think when he, he helps to kind of reaffirm Peter that he like, he kind of gives him a little piece of device that where it's just like, you just have to like know what you want, Peter, and like commit to it. Like figure yeah. out what you actually want, whatever it is, which, you know, applies to him with a science grant is what he's talking mm-hmm. about. But of course, like everything, this show also is going to tie into his love life. And that's sort of the through line, the thing that's on his mind. Throughout the remainder of this episode is a sort of like, what do I really want? Do I really want a relationship with Liz or am I actually falling for MJ? I don't know. Like they don't really, that's when they do it nice kind of subtly because it never really fully spelled out, but it's obvious like that's the parallel that's going on here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of a weird jump, but maybe it's just because Flash is being strangely aggressive or angsty. I don't know. I mean, they did remind us that he broke his foot, even though. His foot's not broken, right? I thought it was his leg that he broke. No. Oh, his le- what? I don't know what part of his... No, his... well, what doesn't make sense because he's not in a cast. It's like supposedly like a week or so later and he's not in a cast no matter what anyway. So right, it where'd it go? What happened? <laughs> I don't understand. Like they reference that he's just like a, like mad about it, but like that's it. Like how right. did you heal that fast, bro? Like it clearly wasn't that bad know. of a break. I like that it's just to like to maybe it's just to remind us that he can be angsty and, oh, and yeah. so that's how we're like supposed to accept why he's being such a dick. I guess so. Because basically what we get here is we get this sort of like uh you know, we saw that we saw magician kid Francis. We see a conversation between Flash and Francis where Flash is talking about Harry and how how much of a you know, I guess egotistical, sort of self, like full of himself kind of guy he thinks Harry is. Yeah. Without really knowing all that much, but like yeah. just sort of venting this to Francis or whatever. And Francis is sort of like, well, I could help you basically like make a fool of Harry, right? Like yeah. just like knock him down before he can, yeah, can like really knock him down like gain any footing. Right. 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 Just like yeah. humble him. Humble him, basically. Yeah. It's like they're, yeah, like they're threatened by his like potential. Like rising of the ranks in, in the popularity <laughs> well, they, of high school. They saw him wink at the cafeteria lady, and they knew it was <laughs> over if they didn't act. But, but that's—I mean—that's basically what Francis is saying: is like, you know, you got to do something to put Harry, this this guy Harry, in his place before he sort of takes over. He's dramatic about it, like takes over your place or takes yeah. your life or whatever the fuck he says. But proposes some sort of prank on Harry, and Flash is like, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's do it. Yeah. Blinded yeah. by his angst due to his no longer broken <laughs> foot leg it's knee. So stupid. It's so stupid. I know. I, pre- I, I can, I can, oh God, it frustrates me because I could see the through line that they're trying to do where Flash is just kind of like frustrated and kind of pushed to like his limit. And then this is just sort of how he's taking out his anger, but they don't play it out like that at all. It's so well, really But I choppy. get the impression that he's still not allowed to play. It's just weird. There's like no, ev- like there's no evidence that he's injured. So like mm-hmm. if he, if he is in fact not allowed to play still like if he's still recovering just without any cast or crutches or brace or anything whatever 
if he's still recovering, he's not playing. And I could see him being more aggressive and angsty just by not doing as much physical activity as he normally would. It's probably yeah. like too real, but it, I mean, it makes sense. That makes sense. sense. It's like, yeah, he's like basically just really pent up and this yeah. is how he yeah. protects his anger. I just yeah. wish they made that like clearer with yeah. him. A recap point isn't quite enough. Yeah. At least, at least the Francis guy is weird and underdeveloped as he is in this. Like, at least they he has another person there to kind of push him in that direction. So it's not right. Not like it's not just Flash annoying. being like, "Let's play a prank on this guy." Yeah, because it's basically. <laughs> I think it's implied that it's basically Francis's idea and plan. Even though Flash just kind of takes charge of it and is like the leader of it, it's it's Francis's plan that he comes up with. Because that's the impression he... I get. I mean, yeah. we're gonna find out that there's like more to Francis than like than meets the eye i guess and i i i know he's he's based on a comic character that has the ability to sort of like in one way or another influence people i don't think that they're explicitly doing that here but they do make francis a pretty convincing guy like i as an audience member i'm not convinced that this is somebody people would gravitate to but clearly within the environment of the show people do so I don't think it's outside the realm of reason to think that Francis, in addition to the powers we're going to see that he has, mm-hmm. have the ability to sort of maybe not control people, but like influence them, you know, on like I a wonder if sort like of an, more subtle level. If an earlier draft, like he also had like the mind control powers too. Like I, they I just, could see it. Because it seems to pop up a few times where the, where it's just like somebody acts a little bit out of character or like there's like a moment later where like Spider-Man is fighting him and yeah. like he just seems to get like really like freaked out. And like it's excused in the episode of just being like Peter's just distracted by his like angst and emotion. But it's just like he's always distracted by his angst and emotion. Yeah. He's not going to like – like have a meltdown like like he does with Francis. So I wonder if that was like an earlier draft, but then they kind of like toned him down because they yeah. did just do like a mind control episode like four episodes ago. So Yeah, and I think if you really start getting into that stuff with this Francis character, there are some pretty larger consequences to having that person in the school, I think, than yeah. I would want to deal with, at least based on what's going on. Like that's adding a lot to the pot. So That's true. Um I could see them sort of backing away from that. Plus that's I mean true. maybe it again it kind of explains like some of the points in the recap if they were going to have him be somebody who has sort of mind control powers and then they take it away they need to re-explain why people are vulnerable to his suggestions in the first place yeah so yeah i i I, i'd buy that i think it's a good theory yeah yeah it's fine it's fine we didn't need a whole lot more Francis after there this. There was a lot, and there was a lot in this episode as it is. So like, yeah, it's... and it like ramps up real fast. Like he goes yeah. from being this guy with a deck of cards to being like, yeah. kind of like flashes like attached at the hip number one for the rest of this it's episode. Weird. It's I really I think that he would have benefited from like him having more of his own episode or appearing earlier yeah. or something. All like the season long stuff is happening in this one. So like it's too hard to like there's just not enough time to really like deal with his lack of an arc or like just even figuring out who his character is, you know? Yeah, you almost needed him to be like one of the football extras. Like certainly you wouldn't want him to be like a Kenny or somebody who's like kind of always around. Sure. But somebody who you've seen before. Yeah. (laughs) Give him a line here or there. But, you know, he's a one-off sort of villain character. So that's a lot of work to do for somebody that they were really only wanted once. Yeah. And he's really just there just to like get their obligatory action sequence in like the last act. Yeah. (laughs) So they can get right back to the the character stuff. I would be really curious to sort of like measure 
screen time of him against like some of the more memorable single episode villains because he's really like not that big a part of this he doesn't have that many lines or anything (laughs) yeah it's not like a a huge monologue or or anything he's just uh i guess that works for his character too he's just influencing people but um, yeah it's just it's not about like the episode isn't about him it's about it's about the relationships that are going on like he's a catalyst yeah definitely definitely so the francis kind of outlines this idea to him well i guess we don't really he doesn't spell it out we just kind of see it in the next scene basically well you you get one of those like here's what i'm thinking yeah and then cut you know (laughs) yes yes okay sure (laughs) yes yes so from that from the uh the hint of the plan we cut immediately to harry walking with uh francis down the hallway and uh, Harry's like, so you said you had something you wanted to show me? And Francis is like, yeah, yeah, it's a cooler place than Liz would ever show you on her student tour. And he's kind of, I guess, it's weird that Harry's just like, okay, I'll go along with you. But I guess, like, Francis has, like, bad boy energy that Harry, I guess, is sort of, like, maybe Yeah, into. that and, like, <laughs> Francis is sort of, like, I think Francis is trying to play almost like good cop to bad cop right like yeah that's like true. he was there when when harry and flash were like sort of clashing so i think he's trying to i think he even says something about like don't worry about flash he's like always a jerk to to new kids or i don't know something like that like yeah i don't know he's trying to get like basically use that to get into to harry's good graces and say like nah you're you're one of like it's more of an initiation than anything. Sure. Um, so he's trying to like get into his good graces by showing him like his favorite place in the school that would otherwise be like too dangerous for Liz mm-hmm. to show a new kid. Yeah. Well, you no, know, that makes sense then because Harry's Harry's probably like, ooh, danger. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Like, why would Liz take him to like <laughs> the theater? Like <laughs> the catwalk of a theater. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yes. And like, I don't know, that is like kind of cool. Like, think, yeah, no, I know? think it's cool. Yeah. If, if for no other reason than it's a place you're not supposed to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's it's clear that, that no one involved is supposed to be where they are. Like, the lights aren't even fully on here because like, wh- like, why would they be? No one's around. <laughs> so there's like exit lights and emergency lights and stuff like that, but nowhere near like uh, what it should be for people climbing around backstage and right. going up ladders onto a catwalk and all this <laughs> random shit they're doing. <laughs> right, right. All for the coolest <laughs> prank ever. Oh, God, this is so stupid. But it, I mean, it works enough to get Harry over there, right? Like you said, Harry's yeah. a bad boy. Harry's sort of intrigued by the danger of it all or or maybe just sort of brought in by the fact that somebody – is offering friendship as opposed to him sort of being the one reaching out or something. Or, you know, this could be one of those moments, like you were mentioning earlier, that Francis was sort of cut back a little bit as far as, like, the influence uh, ability. But in any case, he gets Harry to come with him. And he's only really able to do it because we finally see that Francis, that little bit more to Francis, right? Which is Mm -hmm. he's able to unlock these doors and latches and stuff without any sort of keys because as we're supposed to understand it, and we'll see later, he can move th- things with his mind. What? What? <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that it took this long to just have a character with just telekinesis, actually, now that I think about it. It's such a yeah. basic power set. Yeah. Maybe because, I mean, in this case, they don't explain anything. Like, he's just oh, as a kid at the school with telekinesis. And if they were trying to go for, like, a more 
realistic is not the right word, but <laughs> you know, something they could rationalize a little bit more. This is one of the first times, if not the first, I'm, I'm not remembering all of them, but like this might be the first time we get somebody with an ability that doesn't have literally any explanation for it. Yeah. It's he like just can move shit with his mind. <laughs> right. It's just sort of like, yeah, we haven't mentioned the X-Men in this universe, but he could just be a mutant. Just say he he's a be. mutant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what he is in the comic. So that's yeah. probably the mindset they were in. Yeah, yeah, especially at this point. And you know what? It's fine. It's an easy. It's a. It's. I, it. It makes sense the more that I think about it because, like, like you said, there's a lot going on in this episode. They don't really are. They're not putting a lot of time into the villain. So it's just like everybody knows what telekinesis is. We don't have to right. explain it. He can move stuff with his mind. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, and the point <laughs> of this is, I mean, the point of this is the interaction between Harry and Flash, not Francis. Francis is literally right. just there to put them in this outrageous scenario <laughs> where Flash accidentally. Like, like almost maims Harry. You know okay. what I mean? Like so here's <laughs> yeah, here's let's get what to it. <laughs> this brilliant prank of Francis's is. It's this, so cool. This cool magician sleight of hand guy comes up with this. I guess he's involved in the theater. I don't know. Whatever. Basically, the no, idea. No, he just moves shit with his mind. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about theater. Fuck, he doesn't know anything about magic. He just moves shit with his mind. That's true. Nothing he's doing is impressive when you know he just moves shit with his mind. What a, all the cool things that he, he could be doing. Card tricks, card baby. Tricks. <laughs> I guess he, that probably makes him better at football because he can, like, command the ball to his hand or something like that, too. That's true. Well, and if he is, in fact, the kicker, I bet you he's never missed a field goal. Ooh, there's so much more that they could have done with him oh, if yeah. they really committed to it. Yeah, they could have built up some of that stuff, too. They could have hinted along the way, especially if they had mentioned mm-hmm. that, you know, he has the best uh, kicking percentage in yep. all of the state. Yep, yep. Spectacular Spider-Man, this is not. <laughs> no, no, no. Francis <laughs> is just shot. here. <laughs> not by a long shot. Unlocking doors. <laughs> cool, Throwing bro. paint cans. <laughs> <laughs> so... The prank is literally just Harry, he gets Harry to go on the catwalk and Harry's like, oh yeah, this is cool, I guess. And the prank is that Flash is like strapped into a harness, like I guess that they were using in a show, like a Peter Pan harness thing, right? Strapped in a harness. Huh? How does he even fit? (laughs) Isn't Peter Pan always played by like a very slight lady? Well, we don't know. (laughs) We don't know if it's it's from Peter Pan. Okay, fair point. It's just as an example. (laughs) I mean, they could have been doing Spider-Man turn off the dark for all we know. That involved people in harnesses. That's true. That's true. Good point. I bet that was it. (laughs) Not that that was out yet, but you know, whatever. Eh. Early, early iteration of it. Yes. Yes. It's in development. They're workshopping it. Yeah. No, Flash is in a harness dressed as Spider-Man, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. Full on. Yep. I guess the idea is that it's like Spider-Man jumping onto the catwalk to scare Harry, I guess, right? Because like, that's who you could yeah. believe could be jumping onto the catwalk. And maybe if we saw more of this, if it didn't go wrong, then maybe Flash would have like pretended to be Spider-Man and like talk to him as Spider-Man or something. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. get far enough for that because literally as soon as Flash jumps onto the catwalk from the harness, it does scare Harry for a second enough for him to like stumble backwards into like the railing of the catwalk which is apparently loose maybe maybe francis loosened it with his with his telekinetic oh, powers maybe i didn't even think of that i don't, don't really know show why it. well i don't know why he would do that i would buy it if only because francis is like rapidly 
been losing his mind over the past like four minutes like, it's, it's a weird he's a like weird suddenly character. menacing he's a weird character yeah he's a weird character but we don't get any focus on him so we don't know why he's weird we right. just know that he can move shit with his mind <laughs> and become psychotic for some reason later i but, guess oh, i guess it's weird yeah so right so like harry bumps into the railing which is loose on purpose or not i don't know either way it's loose so like the railing breaks as soon as he like falls into it and so he, like, falls off the catwalk, but he grabs it, you know, just in time. But he's hanging off of it now. Flash immediately, like, feels bad. He, like, rips off the Spider-Man mask. And he's like, oh, no, what? Oh, man. And Francis is just kind of, like, standing off at the side and just being like, heh. Like, <laughs> he doesn't really have much of a reaction to it, actually. No, he doesn't, which is weird because it's like, I, I, we don't really have any reason to believe this was his plan. Right. But But also, he doesn't react as if it's, like, a really big deal. So maybe he's just been a sociopath the whole time. I don't know. In any case, like, Flash is struggling because he realizes, like, oh, shit, this isn't what I wanted. But he's also, like, in this harness dressed as spider. Like, it's it's kind of, it's, like, awkward, but it's also restraining. Like, he can't do much in his position. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, like, without making things, like, significantly worse, you That's know? That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, he's falling off of it, too. And if he does, then he's really fucked because, like, no one's really operating any of that stuff. It's basically just, like, I'm assuming a safety measure for him not to fall? I don't know. I guess but, so. But uh, it's it's not good. It's an underwritten prank and a weird prank, and it's literally just to get Harry hanging off of the catwalk. <laughs> yeah, it's ultimately to just get them sort of on the same page, or at least, like, in a in a shared traumatic moment, you know? Yes, yes. I imagine exactly. that they don't, like, instantly become besties after this, but, like, they've shared a traumatic moment, which I think... Oddly enough, or maybe not oddly enough, like opens them up to each other. Yeah. It, it breaks the ice for like yeah. two sort of like m- dudes with machismo. Yeah. Hey, they might so. share some kisses later on. Who it's knows? It's not going to happen. Definitely not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it should. It should. It should. One thing that's been happening while all of this is going on is Liz and Peter have sort of like gotten together to attempt to talk. It doesn't necessarily get very far, and it certainly doesn't end well, because they're... I don't know what this room is that they're supposed to be in. It just kind oh, of, like, yeah. looks like a lounge. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if maybe they're, like, student lounges or study lounges or something like that. Probably it kind of looks so. like what you'd expect from, like, a teacher's lounge, but who cares? doesn't really matter. They're near enough by to the auditorium or the, the theater or whatever this place is that before they can even really, like, start to hash it out, I mean, Liz, like, begins to talk and say, like, you know, I really think that maybe we should talk more about what's going on or whatever it is that she says. But Peter's spider sense goes off, presumably when, you know, the railing snaps or whatever. Yeah. And he has to get out of there because he knows something's going on close enough by, which, you know, fucks everything up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like, Peter, you're leaving again? And it's just like, I'm sorry. It's like, what can you at least tell me? Why this time? It's just like, I'll I'll tell you everything later, I promise. Which he said like 40 times over the course of this show. Right. (laughs) And I appreciate that Liz is actually just like, no, you're not. Like, I'm fed up with this. It's such a terrible, like, it's not even an excuse. It's not even like, all he would have to do, I'm telling you, all he would have to do, and this could have happened many times. All he would have to do is say, like, I want to talk about this. I'm just not ready. Yeah. That's all. Or, or, That's all. 
Or you know what would solve a lot of his problems if, if he just said he had like a gastrointestinal problem and had like really bad irritable <laughs> bowels and no one Liz, would ever question. I really got to take a shit right now, no so it's not a good time. <laughs> ever question why he was running off because it's just like, oh, he just gets bad diarrhea. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And no one's ever going to want to ask about it. Why doesn't he just do that? <laughs> I feel like in 2005, high school students would not be understanding if someone was like, I have IBS or Crohn's disease. That's you true. would just be, I'm not saying this. 2005 high school kids are saying this. You'd just be the kid that shits his pants. Like, that's all you would be in a high school setting in 2005. That's true. Everyone was dicks. That's very, <laughs> very true. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I guess that's not as good of an excuse as I was thinking. Look, it would work now. It would it would work in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Students are a little – everybody's a little more aware of that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Show's not woke yet. Not yet. Very they have much a black not. auto, but they're definitely not woke. <laughs> a black auto and a black flash. Yeah. To be yeah, fair. That's true. I think there's honestly probably more people of color on this show than most WB shows had at the time. Yeah. Honestly. Actually, now that I think about it, we've never really like I mean, sounds terrible. But like we've never really like added up the number of like actors of color that they've sort of had along the way, but it's like pretty high well, comparably. Comparably and like even and, and it's and the thing is they've been in significant roles like smallville had a good number of black people on the show but like only one of them was ever a a regular character you know like and he was only that for like three seasons out of ten like pretty much every other season was all white people like i actually kind of commend this show for being able to do like different races for their casting Mm -hmm. and like actually having them as part of their regular cast that's true yeah no that's a good point a good point yeah it's more than just like the sheer number of folks that they've they've cast which i still think is like pretty impressive but yeah the actual significance of the roles that they're they're playing yeah just cool could write women a little better but you know well they always could <laughs> <laughs> or never could i don't know <laughs> could have like exactly like at least one gay person on the show at some point I don't know. oh boy it was 2005 <laughs> it was 2005 oh so sad <laughs> yeah uh, well, let's we'll reboot Midtown, okay? And yes. everyone will be gay. It'll be yeah. great. They basically already are. They're just not saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Best yeah. couples: Liz and Mary Jane, Flash <laughs> and Harry, Peter and I was gonna Francis? say Peter. And, <laughs> no, I was gonna say Peter and Otto, but no, stay away no. from that. <laughs> nope, nope. Yeah, and Francis is not allowed to be gay. Right? We we won't take him. Yes, he sucks. no. If if Eddie Brock is ever introduced onto the show, maybe or like Venom in general, yeah, they, that then then well, there's Peter's boyfriend. It's a given, <laughs> right? Right. All right. Well, okay. Let's we gotta get back to this really awesome prank that they're playing. <laughs> God. Uh, basically, I mean, there's not a whole lot from here. Like story wise, this is sort of like where you get the the like action bit of this episode. Peter's spider sense goes off. He, you know, books it away from Liz without any good explanation. Actually suits up for this, which is cool. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I don't know, like totally know why he is because he doesn't even know what he's getting into. But I guess maybe just the fact that he's at the school still is enough yeah. of an explanation. So suits up, ends up over at the uh, auditorium and does manage to like get there just in time to like intervene. I don't even know. Harry doesn't even really fall. Or if he does, it's like just in time, right? Like, my, I've just let go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before Spider-Man can sort of like 
get in there and, and make sure that nothing terrible happens mm-hmm. um, to, to Harry or Flash, to be honest. It's it's pretty cool and surprisingly quick uh, as far as action goes for a relatively low budget television <laughs> action yeah. show. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just camera tricks or what, but he manages to get to Harry and get him down and to Flash and get him down like all pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. They do a lot of good stuff with the with the practical effects on this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. But that's kind of fun because that's like Harry's first meeting with Spider-Man. Again, he just like gets to meet literally everybody <laughs> and learn everything about them on the first day. He even gets to yeah, get do, saved by Spider-Man on his first day at school. <laughs> do people in this universe like not know Spider-Man until they've seen him with their own two eyeballs? Because <laughs> Harry seems like totally floored by the concept of so like an actual Spider-Man. Not phased by Flash's costume, mind you. But by actual Spider-Man, I guess if I saw, like, an actual superhero, I'd be pretty phased. But sure. he doesn't even seem to, like, recognize what <laughs> what this thing in front of him is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a grip, Harry. <laughs> but you're right. He, he does. He's sort of, like, exposed to every element of this show. Except maybe, does he, I don't know if he interacts with Otto in this episode. I don't think he's in that same class. No, he doesn't. So that's TBD. Yeah, and he actually he hasn't if interacted all. with Mary Jane yet, but I think they True. have a scene later on, if I remember correctly. I might be thinking of the next one actually, but uh, either way, but he he will meet everybody. He's met most <laughs> almost. Getting saved by Spider Man on your first day of school is like still something. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty, pretty big, big deal. deal. <laughs> Strange he doesn't talk about it more, but I guess we'll see. It right. doesn't really have the chance in the rest of this episode to like tell the school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a little, um, uh, a little like evil little look from uh, from Francis too, from the sides at what just happened, where it's just like standing in the shadows watching mm-hmm. all of this go on. Yep. Wow, it's almost like he's just like quietly having a psychotic break for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's so like, what is he even mad about? Like, like this wasn't so his plan. Weird. Like, it's I don't so know. Weird. I mean, I guess it was his plan, but like, I guess. His, but only because of flash like i can i think the only way to make sense of him is if he's literally just like an agent of chaos because it's literally just like he just appears and it's just like hey flash why don't you do something dumb hey like harry yeah. why don't i try to get you killed oh hey spider-man i'm gonna get you killed now and it's just like yeah it doesn't I have to yeah. keep reminding myself that the point of this is the harry flash part of things yeah and i i really shouldn't be looking for like any any real background for francis like but it's he's still, just yeah. a catalyst for for those two and spider-man and and all that to sort of be in the same place plus like they probably wanted to do some cool telekinetic stuff which we get a little bit of so i mean yeah sure all right that's fine yeah it's cool it's fine it's i don't know why i want more from francis he sucks well it's a weird it's just it's just he just is so ridiculously underwritten in a weird way and the rest of the episode i think like is structured like is the the dialogue is never great, which we've said, but like the writing of it and like the pace of it, I think is pretty good in this episode. Like yeah. they pack a lot of stuff in and this is like the most movement that we've really gotten since like the beginning of the season on like every arc, which I yeah. think is kind of cool. They just needed that one thing to sort of like psychically push things forward. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like what you did there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hello, amazing friends. We'd just like to take a minute to give a special thank you to our spectacular and up patrons, Gemma Nicole, Katie, and Chris. And if you are interested in becoming a patron, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. 
we have three different tiers that you can opt into. The first of which is our $1 tier where you get early access to episodes, a bunch of Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes such as our Spider Bite mini episodes. You get to participate in our Walloping Word Snappers interactive improv game, and you get your own random villain alter ego. If you join us at our spectacular level at $5, you will get all previous rewards in addition to our monthly After Dark commentary episodes, a downloadable high-quality poster of our logo art, a personal on-air shout-out on each episode we record while you're a patron, and a Twitter shout-out and Twitter and Instagram follow once you become a patron. And if you really love what we're doing and you want to be a part of it, you can join our amazing tier at $30 where... If you stick around at that amazing tier, you could guest on the episode. That's right. You could be on an episode of Walloping Web Snappers to talk about anything that you would like that is in the Spider-Man canon or mythos. So at the end of the day, it's you guys who lets us keep doing what we're doing. So thank you for that. No matter what level you're able to contribute or if you're just an avid listener who's stopping by, trust us, your friendly neighborhood podcast hosts. Thank you. Thanks. So we smash cut to the principal's office, or at least I think there's a commercial break between then, but we end up in the principal's office in the next scene. And like Harry is there, Francis is there, and Flash is there. And I don't know who of the <laughs> of those three people and, and Spider-Man like wanting to, you know, hide his identity. I don't know who of them would have like told the principal, but somehow the principal figured out about all of this. Like, yeah, I'm I'm sure none of them were the ones who said something to the principal. Yeah, right? I guess people Someone probably have said something, heard the rustling going on or something like that, because none of them would have had any reason to. And Peter couldn't have because he would have right. outed himself. It's, it's kind of like a weird plot hole. But I guess you could make sense that like people being in the catwalk and the catwalk breaking down, someone would have figured out was going on yeah um and then they would have been like forced to tell the principal what was going on right right so you know the principal's doing his like angry principal thing um this principal could they have gotten no one else it's like the like one note guy come on so annoying jazz it up jazz it up especially because he shows up so often too like he's been in so many episodes and he and it's just like if you were gonna have like a recurring character which the principal of a show that takes place in high school is going to right. be a recurring character. Right. Like, I don't remember this guy's name. Get somebody who, like, I don't know, get somebody cool. Like, get somebody who's, like, an actor. Like, I don't know. He wasn't in anything else, right? I don't remember. I mean, he had to see. I don't, he, he, some, I don't recognize he him. Knew, he knew someone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember like what he what he did. I think he might have like done a couple voice things, but I don't even remember what shows. Yeah. Sucks. It's so frustrating too because like the way that they always they play him as always being very angry too. So he could have easily been like this the this show's like J. Jonah Jameson type or something. Because JJ is like barely ever in this oh, show. He could never. How dare you? Well no. We think he could have <laughs> done like a riff on that relationship or oh, something. Oh yeah, okay, know? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Or even like, I don't know, if they if they really wanted to play with a cotton they wouldn't have done this, but they could have even played with the continuity and have J. Jonah Jameson be the principal in this version or something? Well, yeah, no, actually that would have made way more sense because this principal, like we get, we get like one version of him, right? Mm -hmm. Except for like, I think there was that one time or two times maybe like early on where they tried to have him sort of like connect with students. Like there was the, the other time Peter was in the office and it was like supposed to be sort of like a more emotional moment, but like, it just didn't land because well, this, yeah. this guy can't do anything other than yell. Well, so like, had... it actually would have made sense for him to do something a little more along the lines of Jonah. But I think, I don't know, was maybe they were going 
maybe maybe he was supposed to be funny (laughs) maybe but but they had they mentioned there's a point earlier i don't remember what episode it was there's one episode where like they mentioned that like he had a son that died or something so it's sort of like i thought well it's sort of like oh well maybe they're trying to give him a tragic backstory and a reason to be angry but then they like have never picked it up or no, like they addressed it. it they dropped yeah. it like super fast i think it was just sort of like a season one casualty type thing like yeah. there's probably an intention to do something with that and i'm guessing that's probably why they tried to have that sort of like moment with peter right like less of a father figure for Peter and more of like a son type interaction for the principal, but sure, it was weird. And I, they should have just, here's the thing. It's a high school. You can get a new principal. Just right. I, you know, I don't know who this person is, so I don't feel bad, but just get him out of here and get a new <laughs> principal. Yes. And that is like every scene he's in. <laughs> Wilding web snappers take on Midtown's principal. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Take down. He's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Twenty twenty <laughs> has canceled you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he's doing his yelling thing and whatever. Um, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Basically the main thing of the scene, he chastises Harry for like your first day getting involved in like troublemakers. Classic. Yeah, even though it's like I guess there's a bit of exposition with Harry because he mentions like he doesn't spell out what it is, um, but he's like, I know you got kicked out of your last school. And I'm not Ooh. like I'm not gonna let this happen this time. Like, I'm really excited to learn more about that. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, well, I wasn't I, expecting it. You can kind of tell what it's probably well, about. Well, okay, what yeah, that's one. true. But, well, I want um, the deets though. I want the yeah. deets. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he references that with Harry, but then with uh, Flash and um, what's his name, Francis. <laughs> I was Francis. Francis. <laughs> Sociopath Francis. Yeah, then he's just like, um, he's like, this is gonna, I'm gonna, this is gonna have to go on your permanent record, which isn't a thing, but it is a thing in TV. It's like, it's gonna have to go on your permanent record, and I'm going to make sure that the colleges you apply to hear about this and references that they might possibly lose their football scholarships uh, because of this incident. Which, like, Flash is mad about, of course, but Francis is like, this is, this is where he snaps. Yeah. Like, which... Flash, like, reacts, like, vocally, like, is, like, as you would expect, like, a high school boy to react, right? Like, that's not fair. Yeah. Francis just, like, goes totally inward. <laughs> yeah. It's like, does, does no one notice this kid, like, I know. just breaking immediately from the inside out? And it's, like, if we knew more about, like, if he had, like, a shitty home life and his was, like, this is my one yeah. chance. Well, like, he has a, well, he has a uh... line where he references it a little bit. He's, like, no, he does, he does Here's actually know. though. He like, says later that it's, like, like you ruined my one chance or something, but that's like all we get of it. Yeah. Ever. Well, okay. If they backed off this character, his, his like comic counterpart, like went through some shit and I, this show would never. So <laughs> maybe they, maybe they started from that place and decided like, we can't do that. Sure. So maybe like the way that he was cast and sort of like some of the things he was supposed to do or whatever, like kind of were already set in place and then they backed off of it. And right. so we just sort of end up with this background list character uh, uh, who ends up snapping as if they had the background, you know? Intra- you know, that's, it's it's, it's the really... type of thing I'm glad never ended up on TV. Yeah, okay. I don't know anything about it, but I can kind I don't of wanna. guess based on uh, what you are talking about. 2020 would not approve. <laughs> sure. 2005, 2003, 2000. No, no year should have approved. No Mysterio should ever have like a tragic, terrible, dark backstory. Like yeah. What you're implying. Yeah. But, just let him do special effects, man. Or card tricks. Yeah. No, but In it, this it does. Case, you know, 
there's we don't know what it is <laughs> yeah i wish i'd been able to find there's like so little about this show online um like production wise but i really wish i could have read like find someone like one of the writers or something talking about this one because it really does seem like this went through like a lot of rewrites or something because it, it really does seem like they literally just like plucked a bunch of francis's stuff out of the script for yeah it. well my hope my hope if we ever do find any sort of info about it my hope would be that they were going to try to tackle something from like a social problems angle yeah but couldn't quite make it work in this setting or somebody was like this is really not the show for that you know what i mean yeah because this show isn't really like done. tackling something way too heavy <laughs> this show's had a little bit of like the very special episode things but it hasn't really gone as heavy on like it hasn't really had that much of a soapbox right right compared to like other shows of this time so yeah that's that's a good point yeah they might have just wanted to scale back on especially because everybody working on this episode were like new writers so maybe they were trying to like try something different and then it's like nah let's not no, guys <laughs> don't please don't yeah <laughs> we're, we're going for a third season here <laughs> right 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 but yep so we can see the cracks starting to form in francis so when we cut to after class again um, with an Otto's class, and this time it's uh, whatever class Mary Jane was in, I guess. Um, so she's stopping by uh, by Otto. It's just like they always do. And she's like kind of talking to him about her uh, her science paper and how she like kind of needs help with it. And, you know, they're, they're having their little chat. I don't even remember what – the stuff that they're saying like doesn't even matter because the big crux of this scene is that like he, he opens up one of his drawers to like get like a document out or something for her uh, project. And she notices a black headband in the drawer, dun, which – Right. We haven't had it mentioned in a long time. That's why we have the recap is that one of the things that Gwen Stacy was last seen wearing on the day of her murder was a black headband, which was not present on her body when it was found. Right. So <laughs> if <laughs> really dumb to keep your murder evidence yeah. in a drawer in your classroom. If, if it's murder evidence, I mean, if True. he's, you know, if he's guilty, I'm in denial. But if he's guilty of being involved. <laughs> yes, it's it's nothing. None of this is clear or cleared up in this episode. It's just like we know that he is involved in some kind of under the table yeah. CD stuff in some in some capacity involved in criminal activity somehow but it's all been kept very vague this is really the first time that it's been like a very clear direct line between him and Gwen Stacy so we don't know if this, this could be a red herring i mean we know he is Dr. Octopus right. <laughs> and, we, we can canon, assume <laughs> we can assume but we still don't know the why or the how yeah what role Doc Ock plays in a, in a murder uh, right. of, like, a teenage girl is yet to be seen. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's enough to get Mary Jane suspicious, which is more than any of these students have been of Otto thus far. Like, we've right. gotten to see little bits and pieces. But none of the students have really had any reason to sort of, like, question anything about him yet. Yeah, although... I mean, we see later. I think I think the, the, the wheels are turning and she's probably thinking back to other things that he's like said and done in the past. But yeah, this is the first time that anyone's really actually been suspicious of him. It's that and, click moment. Yes. Yes. And it's like, oh, shit, this makes sense. She can't really do anything about it yet, though, because I mean, probably for the best. What was she going to do? Be like, hey, did you murder somebody? Yeah, <laughs> <You> right. <know>? <laughs> it doesn't really matter because their little scene is interrupted by commotion in the hallway. Yo, this. OK, this scene almost mm, 
maybe does justify the complete lack of like Francis background. Cause this is cool and they intense. <laughs> blow their CGI budget hardcore in this uh-huh. whole fight sequence that's uh-huh. coming up. Yeah, I mean it explains why like uh, we haven't had any sort of like big CGI moments in a while. So yeah. Uh okay yeah. So there's commotion in the hallway. You kind of hear it first. You sort of hear that like background sort of screaming or whatever. Mary Jane like opens the door and you you know you get the people running like running running in one direction right. So naturally Mary Jane goes in the other direction <laughs> towards whatever they're running from. Right, right. But you know what? We like Mary Jane. I like I like Mary she's Jane. gonna do something about it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, ultimately what it is, is is Francis, we just saw him sort of snap, and this is where it culminates. So what Mary Jane ends up running into is Francis in sort of like this lobby area of the hallways, like kind of, I'm assuming where you would come into the school, where it's a bit more open and then it breaks off into hallways. Mm-hmm. Francis is basically like screaming out to Spider-Man, like he's figured out that if Spider-Man uh, was able to get there so fast, he must be somebody either in the school or he's still at the school or whatever the case may be. So he's screaming, basically, I know you're here. I know you go here or whatever it is he says. I think he just says, I know you're here. But yeah, the presumption <sighs> is that he's assuming it's another student. I like that a lot because it's really clever. Like, it's really smart for him to make that deduction. It sucks that it's coming from Francis, who we know nothing about. Yeah. And it sucks that, like... Yeah, why is Francis the smartest, right. like, foe that we've run into in this, in this <laughs> sense? Because this isn't the first time <laughs> Spider-Man showed up at the school. But it is no. funny that like no one's really like made that connection. <laughs> I guess you can afford to have somebody you're never going to deal with again on the show make that deduction. Sure. Because you can kind of just be like, well, we're you know, it's not really going to lead to anything. Right, right. Aside from, I mean, other students hearing him shout this. So yeah. I don't know if that comes into fruition at all, but I could see why they would choose Francis to be the one to decide this. It could go one of two ways, right? Either others, it plants the seed in other students, which at least from my perspective, like remains to be seen or everybody's just like, Oh, Francis, that guy turned out to be a nut. So yeah, you know, he was just well, screaming. Although Spider-Man does show up. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. He's so Francis proven, was right, right. Y'all. Although no, 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 no. You know what? I forgot. He does. He does kind of cover. So when, I don't want to jump ahead too much. Spider-Man shows up in a second, but like he does have a line when he shows up where it's just like the police have already been called. Of course, I'm going to be all over like some guy with telekinetic powers or whatever. He does have a sort of explain away line. It's it's fine. Fine. (laughs) You know, it's fine. They try. It does what it's supposed to to do. Yeah. Yeah. They try to address it. Yeah. They still uh, in this one instance should have listened to Francis. (laughs) Right. Right. This is the only time Francis is cool is when he figures out that Spider-Man probably goes to the school and then like goes full blown carry uh, in the hallways. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So as he's it's it's really cool because as he's yeah, as he's screaming, he's making like all the doors open and close a bunch of times yeah like, like the seeing, lockers and stuff uh-huh you're seeing lockers and the classroom doors too it's crazy like, yeah it's it's funny because he's not he's doing it to like make a scene and then you see the students start like running and screaming because it's like mm-hmm. scary but like he's not actually actively hurting anyone yet he's just trying to like make the Kinda scene like happen poltergeisting you know yeah Yes, yes, which is cool. I like that vibe that he's going for. Again, if we knew more about him, it seems like he like likes to put on a show, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> here's the weirdest thing about this. Like, we know that he's supposed to be this show's version of Mysterio, mm-hmm. but, like, only from his name and the credits. He would like, never, he would no, never like, guess it There's no, right, because there's no, like... 
here's the there's it's not like a talent show episode right like he's not calling himself the magnificent mysterio oh, god there's so many better ways you can do mysterio on this show. i know <laughs> show i like know this. and i guess like technically they could have just not called him mysterio at all but like we know that's what they were doing because like what his name is yeah. and how any wikipedia page or or wiki page or whatever is going to put mysterio next to his name based on it being francis so right right <sighs> it's so annoying yeah, but he's making the scene, um, you know, Mary Jane and Otto are are like kind of um, watching this go on from the classroom and Peter sees it from his classroom, of course, because he is at school right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he runs off to suit up as Spider-Man to swing right in, which is sort of interesting. He does the thing where he like he he runs off and I guess he like jumps out of the windows specifically so he can swing back in from the window in to, look the windows. Like, <laughs> to look like he's like coming from outside, which is uh-huh. you know, clever. Classic. It's a clever little shot. Um, yeah. It kind of lands in the middle. And it's nice because you have a lot of the students have already kind of like cleared out. You still have some that are hiding in the classrooms. But for the most part, it's like kind of a cleared out hallway with like books yeah. and papers just kind of scattered around. So it looks really messy. So it's a cool little like set piece. And you have the two of them kind of on a standoff. And that's when we get the line that I mentioned where Francis was like, I knew you were here. I knew you went here. You ruined my life. Like you ruined my one chance. And Spider-Man's like, I just, like, you're, like, a dude, like, <laughs> making things move with your mind. Of course I'm going to show up. It doesn't mean that I go to school right. here, you weirdo. Gonna hear about it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <sighs> um, and that's when Francis, like, makes, it's a really, really, my favorite shot in this, where, like, all of the locker doors open. Like, they don't open at the exact same time. It's, like, in, like, a wave, essentially. Mm. All of them open up, and all of the books from every locker starts like floating like for a second and then all of them like shoot at spider-man like almost like 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 missiles basically yeah it's and like really you can, well done it's i mean like it's cool. it's very like 2005 cgi like they look like really sure. fakey but like for but its, it's time, not over ambitious you know yeah. what i mean like it's i think they know what types of objects and motions they can get away with doing and they they kind of stick mostly to that you know? but they even have some of the books like open up and like you see the pages flipping as it's going yeah. through them. Like, they definitely put effort into this one shot. I'm really, uh-huh. I'm actually really impressed with it. Yeah. I mean, the fight itself isn't like super long uh, because there's not that much time left, but like they're able to kind of make Francis this pretty menacing enemy through this shot, right? Because you have all these books from all the lockers sort of like almost piling up not on Spider-Man, but like just like hit after hit after hit to like throw him off his game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you respond to that? It's like yeah. getting hit with a bunch of things all at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Mary Jane sees Spider-Man getting pummeled and by books, <laughs> by books, <laughs> which is just like, wow, must be like a weird nightmare and like inversion nightmare for a science geek to like yeah, love school right? to getting like pummeled by books. Oh like, gosh. His, <laughs> his like post trauma sort of like uh, effect is like not being able to study anymore. Oh no. <laughs> ah, get it away. <laughs> yeah. Mary Jane sees this happen. So, she wants to intervene, which is, we've seen that that's been a character trait in her for a while. If this yeah. was like a more woke show, she might have even just like become a superhero sidekick or something at some point. Yeah. Instead, she just gets these little moments where she gets to like fight back a little bit. So, mm-hmm. so she immediately looks down and sees like a piece of pipe that got like dislodged from um, Francis's telekinetic stuff. So she picks that up with the intention of wailing on this other high school student, which is fucking badass. Dope. First of all. <laughs> Otto is there, of course, like, like, no, no, stay here. Don't move. And she ignores him and runs up over to Francis from behind him, goes to like wail on him. But right. But I guess he like hears her coming or something, because that's when he uses his powers 
he's just like lifts up his hand and she's like immediately like frozen for a second and like the pipe is like ripped out from her hand before she can hit him yeah yep 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 and because this is a spider-man show (laughs) right as as uh mary jane is getting sort of like basically like force choked by by uh francis this is when like liz runs in from the other direction like to see what's going on Mm -hmm. and like you know spider-man shouts like no no like go 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 away like if you hear like this commotion like this why would you run towards it knowing the school that you go to how many people have died Uh (laughs) from the school Uh but liz is also like generally pretty cool not quite like they don't do as much spunky stuff with her as they do with mary jane but like i I, you know i wasn't surprised when she showed up (laughs) that's true that's true yeah she's a reporter after all so i get that yeah yeah good point good point um i will say like shouting at her and drawing attention to her (laughs) is probably not a great idea because francis then grabs like force grabs her too oh my god i didn't even think about that (laughs) yeah yes exactly like why shout out (laughs) just let her do her thing dude but I mean, he obviously cares for her, so I don't think he's thinking about it. He's just reacting. Yeah. But yeah, so then Francis ends up with both Mary Jane and Liz sort of in, again, I don't really know what else to call it. It's, it's like very, very much a, you know, a Star Wars uh, illusion. But he's basically got both Mary Jane and Liz in like forced chokeholds like on either side of him. Yikes. So yep. this is, it's interesting. So this is pretty, pretty clearly like the, uh, the metaphor slash uh, message for the episode because mm-hmm. Peter was questioning like what he actually really wants and who he wants to be committed to. And now literally, literally both of his love interests are being held captive uh, by the villain. You must choose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, and he's like basically paralyzed by uh, by choice here because both of his loves are are trapped. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's it they kind of go back and forth uh, for a little bit, and then eventually far longer than this should should go. <laughs> like they should have been choked out and dead by now. Like oh they, yeah, <laughs> but you need the drama. You need the drama. Eventually, he ends up turning his head to Mary Jane, and it looks like he's about to. Like, lift his wrists and do his webbing thing towards her. But then, before he can, like, fully commit (laughs) to his decision, Mm -hmm. Flash shows up from, like, behind where Liz is. And um, Spider-Man sees him, but this time doesn't shout, Flash, go away! To, like, alert, alert Francis to him. And Flash, like, kind of gives him a knowing nod and then just, like, jumps and, like, tackles Francis, (laughs) essentially. Which... Doesn't, like, completely release his hold on Mary Jane and Liz, but does give Spider-Man enough leeway to run up, grab Mary Jane, and then, like, web Liz, like, out of of Francis's, like, telekinetic grip, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, I think we're to understand that, like, Flash's tackle is enough to, does he knock Francis out? I mean, nothing else happens after this, like, telekinetically. I guess so. I guess it's not explicit. Like, we don't see... We don't necessarily see Francis get knocked out, but I can't think of any other way that things would have just stopped. Yeah, because it goes to commercial break, like, right after that. Like, they have the well. little moment, like, <laughs> like, like, um, like, flashes, like, asks Liz, are you okay? And she's just like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Spider-Man asks Mary Jane, like, are you okay? And she's just like, I am now, and kind of, like, has her little feisty mm-hmm. little, like, hmm, I'm into this. Um, which we've seen many times at this point, so <laughs> we know there's yeah. that little infatuation there. Um, and then yep. it cuts to commercial right then. That last commercial break before, oh my goodness. 
this. Yes, yes. So there's a couple of rapid-fire wrap-up things for this. Um, first, you see the little bit of the aftermath. Liz is in that little student lounge, just, like, clearly shell-shocked. Um, and Harry's there uh, and approaches her, and and he's just like, yeah, I heard I heard what happened. Like, a lot of craziness happens at the school, huh? She's just yeah. Like, yeah. Welcome to Midtown, buddy. Yeah, welcome to Midtown. He's, and he's just like, is this just, like, is my first day? This is my first day. Is every day like this? And she's just like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> How do you not run? Like, <laughs> I know. I know, right? Um, well, I feel like he's, like, attracted to the danger. Because he's, like, because he's That's just true. like, well, you know, if you ever want to, like, let loose a little bit after – release some of the pressure <laughs> after <laughs> events like this, you feel free to, to hang out with me. Um, she's just like, no, actually, I um, I feel like my, my heart belongs to someone else. And he's like, oh, what happened to you? It's complicated. And she's just like, I guess when you go through something like, like I just went through, it really helps you make up your mind. He's just like, hmm, okay, yeah, I ooh. guess I get that. So, ooh, uh-oh, Liz, sorry. <laughs> you sure said it, Liz. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you sure spelled out what's happening. <laughs> um, but uh, but Harry, like, kind of bids her farewell and goes off. Then we see that he's got something dark and twisted going on with him as he goes into the boys' bathroom. And he opens up a bottle of pills. Oh no, not pills. <laughs> and he takes one. And he <gasps> dry swallows it. He doesn't even file it with water. And then looks at himself under the mirror with like darkness. <laughs> He's such a bad boy. <laughs> oh boy. Can't wait to find out more. I don't know what else there is to find out. He's taking pills. <laughs> He's taking pills. <laughs> I guess how it affects him, I guess, is what, what we'll see what we'll see with uh incoming episodes. He's just damaged and twisted. <laughs> oh, Harry. <laughs> Look, you know what? If you had the day that he just had <laughs> True. I mean yeah. <laughs> I'd be taking some pills too, buddy. <laughs> hey, it could just be a Xanax, you know? It could be. It could be. We don't see what it actually is. It looks like candy, to be honest, but you know Yeah, whatever. that's not a good sign. <laughs> Well, after this, I mean, we alluded, like, well, we didn't allude. Liz basically called it out. Uh, <laughs> when you go through a traumatic event, things clarify themselves. Right. Well, cut to Peter checking on Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And, ooh, I mean, they end up having a conversation basically about what Mary Jane saw in Otto's desk. That's kind of, like, where this scene starts. He says, like, are you okay? And she says, like, yeah, but, you know, honestly, like, there's something I have to talk to you about. So she t- tells him about Gwen's headband and asks him, like, you have connections at the Bugle, right? Like, could you dig anything up? And he's like, sure. But he's not really paying that much attention to, like, what she's saying because he's mm-hmm. doing his extended eye contact thing. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, basically she said she had something that she wanted to talk about. He kind of does the same thing. He's like, you know what? This can wait. Or whatever it is he says. Yeah. And then they kiss. They kiss. They kiss. Oh, they do. Boy. They do that thing that I love. It's it's so stupid that I love it so much. But every like TV show does it. Movies do it too, where they like they kiss once and then they stop and then they look at each other and it's just like, is this right? Should we be doing Did that this? Just happen. <laughs> and then they lean in just like full on start making out after that. And it's uh-huh. like, I love when that happens. On shows. Well, because it's like I don't know. It's that thing where like you know she's it's it's this is one of those moments, right? One of those like you could have done you could have done a little bit more justice by the women. Uh-huh. Uh She's like sharing her thing or whatever. He's like not listening and he goes in for like just one little sort of kiss like you were talking about yeah. 
moment, and then bam! <laughs> yep. 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 Well, it's just like MJ knows that <laughs> MJ's friends with Liz. Like, they're not like BFFs, but she's friends with her. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> I know Everybody that you're Everybody could be doing better in this situation. <laughs> it's very true. Everyone very true. could be doing better. Very Except maybe true. Liz. Honestly, Liz was like trying to do good. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, let's take a break. Okay, let me figure my shit out. Okay. I figured my shit out. Now let's talk. But yep. Peter's the one who like could never talk to her. <laughs> and you know what? She is not rewarded at all for any nope. of her 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 doing the right thing poor liz poor Liz. because she you know the episode you know they're they're having their quick kiss then long kiss moment and the episode basically ends with liz walking in on them walking in them full-on making out with each other Uh uh-huh there's your reward liz for trying to do things right right literally we know that she was literally going to talk to peter about probably getting Uh, back together good job peter good job good job fucked it up Mm -hmm. as usual and that's our cliffhanger cool can't wait to see how that goes (laughs) amazingly i'm sure oh absolutely it always does everybody's doing great (laughs) (sighs) well okay so before we get to final thoughts face of the episode i love this little face of peter it's right after he was talking to um to like Mary Jane at one point and it's just like they have their little like long googly eyes at the end. It's, no, it's right at the beginning, right? When they have their little like long look and I guess he's like really starting to get full on signals from her mm-hmm. and after she walks away he's just like, "Whoa, girls like me?" <laughs> you know what I just realized? Peter in this situation is like totally the Ross of the Ross and Rachel. Oh my god. They're they're on a break. And they have very different understandings of what that means. <laughs> uh, 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 nobody's on Ross's side, Peter. Nope. <laughs> no one. Nope. <laughs> yep. He even looks like makes a similar face to, to the ones that like Ross does yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's so like doofy. <laughs> I'm sure you could find a side by side for this face. It's so it's so funny. Probably. <laughs> so. Probably. Uh, so. Uh, yep. And as we do, like we've said before, the, this was back when WB was doing their little posters, quote unquote, for every episode. And it's oh, always yeah. the same Photoshop cast shots mm-hmm. every time. And again, with this one, I'm really surprised that they didn't hype up Joshua Jackson in their poster because he's not in it. It's literally well, just he's a, a big deal. He's a big deal. It's, he's like the majority of the episode. And it's like their big thing. I know that they do later. But, like, it's weird that for this one, they didn't do it. They literally just have Peter and Liz, like, the same cast shots that they always yeah, use for them Photoshop. I guess they're just, like, it. selling the saucy bits, right? Like, if they're – I mean, were they teasing that this was going to be, like, a big Peter and Liz episode? Cause... I think – well, because I guess the break – like, because they've been together for almost the entire season. And I yeah. think that that's a pretty big deal to actually, like, fully break them up, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That's the main thing. Yeah. So I guess this 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 makes sense. Yeah. It is weird though. You have you have Joshua Jackson. I know. Guys. Come I know. On. I know. <laughs> it's so dumb. I know that they they do have him on posters later, and he's also like he he becomes a series regular. I will say. So like it's, yeah. it makes sense that like he will be on it eventually. It's yeah. It's of just course. come on, man. Like <laughs> pump up your Joshua Jackson. Yes. <laughs> I really feel like sometimes WB like just was not <laughs> was sort of like forcing the show to fail sometimes the way that they like were advertising it but uh welcome to spider-man i know it's so weird <laughs> why are spider-man shows so hard to make i don't understand i don't know they <laughs> seem like they'd be so easy to write i know 
I know. Ugh. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts on this episode. Uh, I think we probably shared like quite a few of them along the way. I think really the big thing is at points it was hard to figure out who they wanted this episode to be about. Yeah. Part yeah. of that I think was juggling number like a number of storylines, but that's normal. That's going to happen. I think the fact that you end up introducing two characters, one that's going to end up being a series regular and one that is sort of like the, the villain of the week maybe wasn't the best choice. Sure. But we got a pretty fucking cool action sequence out of it. So yeah, I'm probably being more forgiving than I should be because uh, Francis sucks. But uh, I don't know. It's middling. It's middling. Yeah. The, the good stuff does sort of balance out some of the bad stuff. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst ones that we've had for sure. No. It's not the shocker mm. episode. Oh, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you even bring it up? <laughs> Could be worse. Could be worse. That's yeah, so yeah. bad. Yeah. But yeah, same uh, feelings. It's weird that like Harry was predominant for the first like chunk of it, and then he's not even really into climax of it. But yeah. I don't know. They're setting up a lot of pieces, and I know that they're setting up good stuff for the future. I know like the end of the season is pretty good. From yeah. my memory, at least. I haven't seen it in years, so uh, we'll see if it holds up. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they amp up the drama pretty significantly. Um, there's a lot more auto towards the end than they're setting yes. up. Yes. So. Yes. More auto. Yes. More shirtless auto. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. Well, if you would like to find more from us, where can we find you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. And if you like Pokemon stuff, you can find me on another podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast, where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon pretty much just as we feel like it. Where can folks find you, Derek? You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale, D-E-R-E-K-B-G-A-Y-L-E. You can also find me on YouTube under my essay, video essay series, Second Chance, which looks at bad or divisive media from a positive lens. If you would like to find more of Wallowing Web Snappers, we would love for you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash wallowingwebsnappers, where we have a bunch of bonus episodes for you to check out. Tons of additional content there, so please check us out there. We would also love for you to follow us on our social media, so follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallowingwebpod. We post lots of goodies there, including the images that we reference in this episode, and we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. It is the easiest way for other people to find our podcasts if we get good ratings and plenty of reviews. And if you write a review, we promise we will do a dramatic reading of it on our social media, no matter how negative it is. <laughs> Honestly, any rating or review helps. I mean, we it would does. love for the five-star ones, but any rating it does. Uh, is actually helpful. <laughs> it does. Yes, it's very helpful. Next week, we are taking a little pause on Midtown. We are going to finally return to our friends, our amazing friends, with Spider-Man and his amazing friends, with seven little superheroes. I'm really excited to get back to them. I am too. It's been so long. (laughs) It's been so long. Oh, my good friends. Bobby. Bobby. See ya. This could be the best thing One more life could be the worst And all these thoughts are never resting And you're not something I deserve In
And you see him like start to like, whoops, I just knocked my mic a little bit.